you. Hey, welcome everybody to the H3 podcast. The number one happening place to come and feel good at the party and just feel hype all the time and be stoked on life. All these other podcasts you watch, you put on, you're like, this is depressing. This podcast, they are not funny or insightful like H3 Podcast is. I'm all of those things and more. I'll be whatever you want. Just please keep watching. Today we are joined by um, Logic, the musician, the artist, and uh, the, the the rapper. Um, of one of my favorite guests. We've had him on before. He's a friend of ours. We have a fantastic conversation. He's in a really good place with his new album that just came out, which I believe was is his sixth studio album. Uh, no Pressure, it's called. And it's being critically acclaimed. Everyone's loving it, including myself. Great conversation there. Um, <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. And I also want to give an announcement before we throw it to Logic. Is that we have this new members program. Our schedule has changed a little bit, you guys may have noticed. We are now going to be posting our episodes on Monday and Thursday. Those are going to be our two weekly episodes at 8 a.m. For the working man. I'll tell you guys why we're doing this. I went in YouTube analytics. You can see a heat map of when people are watching your channel the most. And we just we were kind of fascinated to find out that people are mostly watching our content during the week, starting early morning. Because these these people, these are working salt of the earth people. (laughs) We were posting on the worst days. Saturday is the worst day to post content for our Mm -hmm. channel. So what we're doing, yeah, is Monday, Thursday, 8 a.m. is when the podcasts are going to go up. And then for members, we are going to be doing a Friday live stream. For members only. So the Friday live stream is going to go up for members only. It's a third extra episode. And um, really, I have to emphasize that for non-members, nothing changes. It's the same two episodes every week. The third episode is kind of a new beast where we take suggestions from the audience. We take calls from our members only Discord. And we can. besides that, we're going to react to content that we would normally cut from our podcast, which is stuff that like might get us mature rated or might get us claimed. And we always go like, oh, it's not even worth it. So why bother? That kind of stuff we can throw in there on the Friday live stream because we don't have to worry about an algorithm suppressing our video or some copyright trolls blocking it worldwide or something. I wonder if they would, could block our... That'd be weird if they blocked our VOD. The VOD of the stream? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that happens. That huh. could happen. Well, anyway, <clears throat> the VOD will be available for members. I know I know people are upset that we're making content behind a paywall, but you really just have to understand that like, we're in a situation when we've lost a lot of our sponsors, and we really need to um, just create a stable, a, a stable baseline for which we can make, uh, continue to make our content and expand the podcast and buy stuff like The Gatsby. And... Um, uh, What's something else? We've, we wasted a lot of money on something else, didn't we? We, we did, but it has not been revealed Oh, yeah, yet. we have something really big coming up that we've wasted, like, way more money than Gatsby. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> it's exciting. 
And like, dude, there was this. You guys remember that tiny little um, mobility scooter that couldn't go up the curb and like just. <laughs> so we found out you can buy six of those for how much was it? Like fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. <they're>, yes. <laughs> and so I love it. There was a six. minimum order. <laughs> I love yeah. they only sell them in six packs, like it's toothpaste or something. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Maybe we can find another vendor that uh, that sells them individually. But um, but anyway, the point is that uh, we need we we really do need to foster so we can continue to maintain and invest in the pod, and uh, we want to reward those people that that really do want to support us there and to give them a really quality experience for for them. So if you you know we're gonna post highlights. So if you want to get a, a feel for for what's going on there, we will be posting highlights. But otherwise, we're just really thankful to the people that do support us directly like that. And so we want to make a really nice quality product for them. So we'll be doing that every Friday, I think around 12. This week's a little unusual because we're recording an episode on Friday, which we're generally not going to do anymore. But we're going to be doing it the first one this Friday at 2, we said, right, Dan? Yeah, uh, again, because we're recording an episode where we have an interview with um, with Andrew Yang. Um, that we're recording on Friday, and Yang, Kurt, and we're Yang, doing him, Kurt. and unfortunately, it couldn't be moved, and we're doing him at noon. So it, it's kind of awkward. A- we're launching this on the on the first week in a kind of an awkward way, but moving forward, it will be at noon on Friday, probably around three uh, Pacific if that's time. The I case. guess we should specify. 12 yeah, Pacific. probably around three, but we'll tweet it out and stuff. So, and the VOD will be up for members. So, but but for if you can't afford it or you don't want to subscribe. You get the same two episodes. Those are our main episodes, like the ones we've always been making. You're going to get the same content you always have. There's an extra episode for members. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I do hope to see you there. But you can always catch the uh, highlights. I know that was a lot to get out, but I needed to explain that. There is something I do really want to watch before we get into Logic, which was I could not stop. Laugh. I was literally can't even watch this because I just I die when I la- when I watch it. I was c- just crying every time because there's so many details. I got no audio, Dan, and the audio is really important. <laughs> but it's still funny as fuck. Uh, I saw this video on Twitter and I I was just crying, and then I opened it like two hours later, and then I. Thinking that, like, I got it out of my system, and then I could, was crying again. Like, there's just there's so much here. Let me just play it. <laughs> Audio is <laughs> So, this lady's trying to... <laughs> what is this, like, Sonic? Like, what kind of job is this? <laughs> <You have to> <laughs> And he's going so bad. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. Oh. You can hear him, like, the wind gets knocked out of him. Like, he hits shit so hard. You can hear the wind get knocked out of him. Watch. <laughs> and the fact that it's blue Slurpee exploding everywhere. Oh. And then the where, lady recorded. Where do you get this blue Slurpee and drink? What is that? I think it's just Slurpee. That <laughs> <laughs> place Sonic's. It's known for. It's known for like having weird drinks and stuff. It's What's like the place? It's called Sonic's. It's like a fast oh. food place. There's, there's not in LA for some reason. <laughs> How do you react to that? How do you not laugh? At oh God! Drink? 
I feel that terrible. That is like the him. worst moment of his life. Yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so and then. <laughs> I think they are just recording because they. It's like such a novelty. Did somebody bring food on skates? <laughs> These guys getting out to get the food. <laughs> Listen to the later recording. <laughs> anyway, well, how do you react to that? <laughs> I saw a comment that just said, uh, you just clock out and never come back at that point. Totally. Yeah. You think so? Just bounce. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would just leave. <laughs> I would skate into the sunset, never to be seen again. What do you say to? What do you do? You help them up, or you, I mean, you definitely have to laugh in their face as much as you don't want to. Funny as shit. <sighs> Dude, he ate shit so hard. <laughs> he hit his back so hard. <laughs> Imagine how much he's getting paid for this shit. <laughs> He's probably getting like seven dollars an hour. Yeah, it's minimum wage for sure. <laughs> That's gotta be the, the lowest worst. boy in his life, and now it's been recorded. It's been recorded. Man. <laughs> Look at his legs. He just he just eats shit so hard. Okay. Anyway. Nice pause. <laughs> anyway, so I installed a button. Yeah, I got you hooked up. I said, Dan, can we get that? So, like, anytime I want, I could just. <laughs> oh, I can't see it. Yeah, you just, well, just play it on screen. Anytime, <laughs> anytime I want, yeah. I could just hit a button. <laughs> and we can, we can roll it out. Which I think. I'm not exactly sure of the situation, but. We can't see it, so is it just full screen? Did I just do it? <laughs> yes. You can hear uh, his time. lung come out. Yeah, it just it just fades in and just shows the video and fades back out. So that's a new feature. Yeah. For well, everybody. It's a video drop. We had audio drops, now we got video drops. <laughs> I can't see it, but I can hear it and it sounds good. I'll hook good. you up in the future with yeah. a uh, with a source monitor so you can you can see. Oh my god. So that's anyway, that's all I wanted to say. With that being said, we have logic on deck. So, uh, with that, uh, without, I mean, I already said with that being said, how much more do I have to set this up? Without further ado. That's it. Well, I already said with that. I don't, it's like, without being said, without further ado, it's like, dude, just cut to logic. So, with that being said, without further ado, logic. With us today is the um, Bobby Hall, the Bobby Hall, aka All Logic. Right. Who has just released his sixth and final studio album, No Pressure. Uh, and I'm happy to say I'm very excited. And I am with them. Critical acclaim. Everybody is loving the album. I've listened to it several times. I love it. It's Thanks. great. Thank you so it's much, so dude. Good. It's, it's a It's a fantastic uh, album. I appreciate and, it. I put a lot into it. Beyond that, beyond that he's also now a dad. Mm -hmm. I am. So what does that make you? <laughs> you are you are yourself a junior, a Bobby Jr. Yeah. 
And your son is named also Bobby. Yes, he's the third. So are you a <laughs> you're now a junior and a senior? Yeah, it's kind of I'm like it's like a it's like the um yeah, I don't know. I, that is that's a weird thing to think about. I never thought it was just <laughs> fucking blew my mind right now. Yeah, you've you've transcended the junior uh late. Does your dad call you junior? Um, I don't really talk to my dad, but oh. he would just call me Bobby. Just Bob. Bob. You know, yeah. I love the name Bobby. We even we were considering that name at some point for a girl though. Oh Bobby. Yeah, I B O B B I E. I actually have a funny story about that to start shit off. So my buddy, um, or I'm not trying to flex, but J.J. Abrams. <laughs> oh, shit. You know J.J.? <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> so I, was, I was texting him one day, and he was like, yeah, I'm here with Roger Lynn. And Roger Lynn is the creator of the MPC and the fucking, like, the Lindrum and all that shit that, you know, Dilla and so many of us make hip-hop beats on. And I was like, no way. Tell him, like, thank you for everything. And then he got him to write me. Like, like a little note. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is crazy. So it said, uh, you know, to Bobby, thanks for using my instruments, but he spelled it B-O-B-B-I-E. And I didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm still going to frame this and put it in my studio. <laughs> so then, so JJ was like, cool, I'll, I'll mail it to you. And then, mind you, this is pre-corona. This is like nine months ago. So he's, he's uh, or a little longer than that. And he said he's going to send it to me. And then like, a month goes by and I text JJ and I'm like, hey, so uh, don't forget to send that thing. And he's like, oh, dude, I already sent it. You didn't get it. So it got lost in the mail. Oh, no, because of the spelling? Yeah, No, like it just got this, lost in the mail. Oh. No, 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 because JJ sent it to me, to everything normally. But just uh, Roger Lynn fucked my name up and spelled it like a woman, which is fine, whatever. Sometimes I feel that way. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> um, so... The, after I told JJ that, he was like, don't worry, I'll get him to send you another one. And I'm like, don't know, like, don't bother this guy. And he's like, he's fine, he's my friend. So he formally types up a letter, right, and then signs it. This time, because I was joking with JJ, I was like, can you make sure he signs my name right? And he goes, no problem. And then he sends it to me, and he misspelled Abrams in JJ Abrams when, in the second <laughs> It was just really funny. It was hilarious. Probably not that. Maybe it's not that funny. So you got it. I it was you got it. It's spelled correctly. Yeah, but he fucked up JJ's last name. He spelled it like JJ Abrahams. <laughs> awesome. This guy, man. You know, it's good that they corrected the spelling because people would not have believed it was yours. They'd be like, "Man, you got this off the internet." For I know. Another Bobby. I actually do have a Frank Sinatra signed um, piece of art. I don't know where it is because we. Are still unpacking, but um, it says to Bob from Frank and then signed Sinatra. And um, a fan of mine, Anisha, got it for me like years and years ago. And I really always mm, loved it. That's an awesome gift. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty cool. So you are a father now. I recently became a father. You know that. Actually, our son now is like, well, he's he's getting, he's like a big boy. He's like a he's, month, uh, a year, and three one months. One year and almost three months. Yeah. How old's your that's son crazy. now? Like six months? Six and a half months. Yeah. How is it, dude? I can't believe it that it already all happened. Last time we hung out, you guys, like, I think you just told us that she's pregnant. and Yeah. Um, was it the last it, time we hung out when we got swatted? Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And then I, we, yeah, we, did, got, we well, had I know, to run. Now you, now, yeah, now you guys are talking about it. But the funny part is people don't realize that you were in my theater. Yeah. And you got a phone call from a random number. And, and 
I was like, and you were not going to answer it. And I was like, let me answer it. And you're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, just let me answer it. And I answered it and I'm like, hello. <laughs> and they're like, this is the police. And I'm like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 remember yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like telling the police to go fuck themselves because we think yes. it's just like somebody leaked your number or something as they do. Right. You know, and. And the officer uh, sounded like a kid, too, so it, it really yeah. didn't help. We really thought we were just being pranked by well, kids. at the time, <laughs> a lot of people were calling. We fucked up. We had, I picked up Alfredo, and on his dog tag, it had our home, my cell phone number. Uh, so people yeah. kept calling me and shit around that time. Actually, no, that was before Alfredo. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, you're right, it was. It was before Alfredo. Well, my number's been on the internet. Yeah, it's, but, <laughs> yeah, where you- I don't ever, exp I don't ever answer unknown calls, so- I was like, oh, I'm fuck this person calling me. Yeah, I never do it either. But I just thought if it <laughs> yeah. was your phone, it'd I've be never hilarious. done that. I, it I've was never so funny that. though for a minute. <laughs> yeah, except when yeah. we were driving <laughs> home at 100 miles per hour, crying because we saw Shredder I know. walking uh, out the front door on our ring. Yeah. Yeah, that was so sad. But, but being oh, a dad is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, every day's new, and it's like you don't really understand it unless you have kids or like you know have people in your family that you watch grow up so it's like really cool to man every day like one day he's he can now he can flip on his tummy now he can flip yeah. from his tummy to his back now yeah. he can like all these different things like now where he's eating pureed food and shit mm -hmm. and he's he's like chewing and i'm like it's it's really it's a beautiful thing and i love it um balance is also extremely important because since i'm my own boss it's like difficult because technically I could be there every single day, you know what I mean? But I also need, I still have to create as a creative and I still have to provide for that family. So sometimes that's like, can be a little difficult to, to have to really make sure that I'm giving myself personal time. Cause me and my wife, we have a schedule. So I work throughout the week, but then I still kind of clock out and come home uh, after those hours and spend the evenings with my wife. Some days are, you know, like a day a week is just for me. A day out of the week is just for me and her. And a day out of the week is a hundred percent all day, uh, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. family time. So mm. it's important. Bobby's world. <laughs> yeah, dude. Double meaning totally. now. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's good you guys do that. It's we really have important same. to have a schedule with a kid. Like, I never thought we could do it, but you just have to. They, the kids need it. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, ah. Um, <laughs> I got this crazy acid reflux, bro, and I'm drinking coffee, and it makes my throat all mucusy. I probably shouldn't do that thumbs? before the show. Probably. It's the tums, dude. It's not the tums; it's the mucus in my throat, all caked in there like a bukkake in my throat, just to make What's it, it more, more right. disgusting. Right, um, What's it from? From my uh, my Look my that, beautiful dude. pure Jewish bloodline. <laughs> You're hilarious. My acid reflux. <laughs> Shit. So what what it is is um <clears throat> Yeah, it's super hard because with the first of all with the COVID, me and Ela are at home like, you know, 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's super difficult because a lot of times like we have a, a nanny during the day. And so I'm in my office trying to work, and then every time Theodore walks by and he's like, "Dad, <laughs> and it's so hard not to want to spend all the time with him, but it's yeah. really, it's hard on him too, because like, it would be easier if I was just gone right. for the work day and then came back and he knew I was home, but he doesn't understand why sometimes I can be with him and sometimes I can't. It's, it's tough. 
Yeah. It is tough. It's really tough. It's like you feel like you're a bad parent, but yeah, yeah no. it's so hard not to give him the attention when he's like, ah, I'm so excited to see you. Like, yeah. But my, th- I mean, that's what I talked to my therapist about. She just goes, as long as your, you know, your child looks at you and they, they're smiling and they're happy when they see you or are with you, you're a good parent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as long as you're doing, you're doing what you can for them. But I think it's, yeah, it's important to provide and it is, it is more difficult uh, in, well, I mean, I'm not going to say more difficult. It's also very difficult for a single mother with two kids to go work, you know, 13-hour, mm-hmm. 14-hour shifts so that she can pay her bills. So I get it. But yeah. I'm just saying there are these it, – it, it, it's also very difficult to know that your family's right there. But, you know, you got to do fucking each three podcasts. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> right yeah. now we're – sorry. Sit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to get it out because this is – yeah, we can cut that out right there. Cut it, yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh my god, Jeez, don't god. cut that out. Just keep that in. <laughs> um, so, did you guys know it was like a thing that last time I did the podcast, I said gnarly like a million times? No, I didn't know that. No. Uh, yeah, Why? if you did look you... it up on the internet, you can find it. I don't know how that happened. I was just like gnarly. Everything's gnarly, gnarly. I didn't notice. I think I was just really excited and nervous, and that was like a tick. <laughs> so there's like compilations of you saying gnarly a bunch. I'm sure it exists. Should I watch it? I mean, I guess <laughs> no. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to watch, but I believe you. You say you're nervous, but you really don't look nervous. So I almost don't I believe you. I think it's because I'm a professional. So like, <laughs> you know, this is what you do. Like I'm on, you know, but I'm not because I'm still myself. I'm, I feel like, I feel like I'm, this is basically me. I mean, you guys know me, right? Yeah. So personally, so this is how I am. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just a little different. I don't know how to explain it. You just you watch what you say, every little word, every yeah. little thing. Yeah. You want to piss people off. Funny thing is, though, is now since I've retired from music, I don't really give a fuck anymore. <laughs> because there's like this disassociation between um, ego and caring what other pe- people think. And then when you actually leave the shit behind, it, you, you realize a, a lot of things. One, you don't really exist. You're just a form of entertainment for people. They don't really view you as a human being. So when they say nice things, fucked up things, whatever, it's more about this persona and not mm-hmm. really you personally. And when you step away from that limelight and that, you know, part of the <clears throat> industry, it allows you to take that so easy. Like there was this dude, um, do you guys know Anthony Fontano? He's yeah, a, the um, melon. Yeah, he, yep, the melon. <laughs> so he like is really great at what he does, but he would re- review my music ever since my mixtapes, and it would always like fuck me up because he would always basically say how I wasn't like good enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, this isn't yeah. this, and this isn't that, and da da da. Mind you, he wasn't just totally shitting on me. He would give me like credit. Like, if something's good, he would say it's good. Mind you, it's just his opinion, right? But I find it really funny that after I announced my retirement and stepped away. Now me and this dude like text each other and shit. Now he's like, I consider him like a buddy. Like I'll text him about fun shit like video games or music and we just talk and everything he could have ever said about logic doesn't matter. Um, And having that sense of freedom is something that's actually really beautiful. But I think it's kind of also ironic that when I'm like, all right, fuck it. I really actually don't care. I mean, I I care. I, I don't care 98%. There's still that 2% as a creative that cares what people say about you, right? You can never fully do it. But it's just, I find it funny that now that I don't need that acceptance, this album's doing great and everybody loves it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind no. of funny how that I works, I was right? totally thinking about that. It's just so, so funny. Um, I mean, 
Yeah, should we talk about? <clears throat> well, even Melon gave you a good review. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was ha- and I was really happy for you that uh, because you know. I've seen his. He's been brutal. In his the past, reviews when it's negative, yeah. and I've thought about what is. It's got to be so hard to be the artist that is being criticized because. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's not good, you know, it's still a person and like just to have to hear your work being criticized in such detail. It's going to be so painful. But the funny thing is like not good to who, right? Well, yeah, Alan said anything you can be interested in, you'll find others who are. So it's like I actually uh, so I did this soundtrack for my book. Right. And I just had fun. And if you really listen to it, it's just all songs that I wrote while I was falling in love with my my wife. You know what I mean? The, the woman of my, uh, the, the that gave birth to my child. So it's like, it's all from the heart. And I've met people that are like, oh my God, that's my favorite album of yours because I was falling in love at the same time or this or that. And then there's other people who just hate it. Um, but it's like, what is that? It's, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe even the great Melon also knows that, you know, like, and that's why I love that in all his videos, it's always, you know, this is just my opinion, right? Which I think mm-hmm. is... Which well, is uh, really yeah, important, but it's, bro, it's, yeah, he's torn me up, but he's also yeah. shown me a lot of love. But it's also when you are that artist, it feels like the whole world is on you. Everything is you, you, you. But it's like, dude, he like destroyed Chance the Rapper. Like mm-hmm. he's destroyed Break. Mm-hmm. He's destroyed so many artists before, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of entertaining when. Well, it's it not- sucks to be involved. You know, it's like yeah. uh, the drama, the YouTube drama. It's great to watch. It's horrible to be involved in. Oh, and yeah. I can say yeah. that from my side many yeah. times. But, you know, from the creative. Yeah, I, I have that same reaction, too. It's like. It, it, it's just so painful at times to to get that feedback. But like and to and to know, like, oh, they don't hate me. Right. They don't. It's hard to separate that and know like, oh, they don't hate me. I'm not a bad person mm-hmm. because I made an album that they don't like. It's weird to have to say that, but you feel like a bad person when yeah, You've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've I've been in on Madison Square Garden, sold out everyone there to mm. see me, and then you feel like a failure because like my last album before this one, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, a lot of people said that they like hated it because it was just a bunch of turn up music for the most part. It was just me like just rapping mm. to rap and just like kind of having fun mm. and not really overthinking it. And then mm. people were like, you can't do this. Like your logic, like you can't rap this way. Like you have to be lyrical, miracle guy mm. and all this shit. <laughs> so then they were like, you're, oh, this sucks. This is terrible. Mind you, the people that said that, it's just such a small sect of people mm. on the internet in a cove of, you know, this like loud minority because I'm like, okay. You can say those things, but I'm, I, I just sold out the garden. Do you know what I mean? Like, All I just right. sold out an arena of people who are screaming lyrics to the song that you don't like because mm. it's very popular. So th- knowing that and being in it is very difficult. Now being on the other side of it, it's like, who gives? It, it doesn't fucking matter. I made a bunch of money and had a blast. Mm. What's wrong with that, you know? But it is funny to see... There's two sides of it, right? Because I'm like Bobby Tarantino. I make my trap music and all this other shit. And then there's a fan base. There's a part of my fan base that goes, no, we like the super hip hop shit. Don't do this. But when I do the super hip hop shit, the people who want the yeah. turn up shit go, what are you doing? We want the turn up shit. And then when I make some indie rock shit and I'm having fun, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? But I, I step back. And I'm happy to know I'm not in a box and I'm mm-hmm. not making the same song in the same album over and over mm-hmm. again. I'm actually trying different shit. And because of it, um, I'm, I'm happier. And now I look at my career. It's about 14 or 15 projects. 
full-length projects in a row, um, sometime, uh, once a year, every year, sometimes twice a year uh, for the last 10 years now, 11 years. And I have no regrets. Yeah, and that's important. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like the big theme of the album was just all the expectation, all these people tearing you in different directions and everyone's expectation of you, how you, you should be this way, you should be this way. Your old stuff was the mm-hmm. good shit. And now your new, your new, your, you had that line, your new stuff's not the old, what was it? Oh, fuck me. Your new shit's not as good as your old shit, so your new shit is your old shit. Yeah, I love that. I, you yeah. know, as a, even as a YouTube creator, I get that too. I know. That I've seen it. Thing. It's yeah. like hilarious. Like you've even <laughs> done videos on it. Like, it's it, it but it's what it comes down to also is it's the time in someone's life and it's also relatability. So when you and Ela were like fucking did you guys do videos in Israel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah, we so started. like when you're there it was like oh my god who are these people? And then when you make the the move to the states like you're like kind of coming up and things are different or whatever. It's like, we're coming up. Wow. We're watching these people Mm. we love. Mm -hmm. They're going from an apartment to a house. Oh my God. They're Mm -hmm. going to a house with two bedrooms to four bedrooms. Oh my God. And then you like are in a mansion and have your own fucking clothing company and you become a millionaire (laughs) and they're like, not the same, These man. People are yeah. out of touch. Yeah. That's what yeah. we get now all the time. They're so yeah. out yeah, of they, touch. They, they, they rooting for you only to a point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's also it's, like... But, it's but, fine. Uh, to speak generally, because like you pointed out, there are tons of fans who still yeah. wish the, and, and support us and wish the best for us. So it's just, it's the loud minority that always just is like, gets in your head. And it's yeah, a shame, but it's, but it's because human nature. I think it's like uh, the jungle. Like if you're on the African plain or something, right? Say, and you walk out from the brush, only a fucking idiot looks at the sky and goes, wow, it's so blue. You're getting out of that brush and you're looking for lions immediately because that's mm-hmm. what we are designed to do as human beings to make sure that everything is okay before we can then put, you know, look to the sky. So I think, um, like genetically, like there we, you go. It's in us to look at the negative, yeah. you know, on the yeah. internet or whatever. That's so fucked up, but it's true. It's so yeah. true. I can't, you know, you just can't not look at it. But it's so <laughs> as much fucked as you up try. because, like, it's just it sucks so bad to give those people the attention. It does. When like the good, kind-hearted, wholesome people that love you and want to support you, 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 you kind of look past them because you're trying to identify the lines in your analogy. And these people are just ah, they don't deserve your attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think also, it's also. Yeah. What's the what's it called? Imposter syndrome. Like mm. I think a lot of creative people have that where it's like you almost feel like a fraud. I was just gonna say that. So yeah, yeah right. It's like so All when the time. you see these like, things, even now way. with Teddy Fresh, I you know I get to to have that feeling whenever there's something a little like mm. it's uh, yeah you feel like a fraud. Yeah, even though you're not, it's <laughs> like you feel like you don't belong. <clears throat> You feel like, oh, this can't, I couldn't have done that. Like, literally, I'm like, oh, what? Like, I went platinum. What the fuck? Like, mm. what do you mean? Like, what is it? I, how did that even happen? Um, and then so in, in, a, in a like a sadistic way, it's almost like you're looking to those comments to actually validate your own insecurity or prove that you really don't belong there, even though there's the other side of you that wants to combat that. And it's like for every negative comment on the internet, I always had a response that I would, you know, want to say to that person and be like, bro, we'd be like best friends. Like take the fact that you don't like my raps or how I look or this or that or whatever the case, like take that out of it. Like I see you like Cowboy Bebop. You like The Last of Us. You like all this shit. Like we should be best friends, but you want to tell me to fucking kill myself and Mm -hmm. say all the shit about me because 
I don't know, I wore my hat to the side or some dumb shit like that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But once again, when you let, like, I haven't been on the internet, dude, in a really long time. I wanted to ask you about that. <clears throat> I'm jealous. I'm thinking of following in your path. No Twitter, no Instagram, Reddit. You go on Reddit? Sometimes I sneak to Reddit. Yeah. It, it, like every every couple months, I'll go to Reddit because it's <clears throat> my fans are there and I love them and, and I go. Oh, you go you to know, your but, subreddit. Yeah, I go to my subreddit. Yeah. So I'll just go there and just like kind of creep. Because mm. sometimes fans write really sweet things and sometimes mm. they write fucked up things too. And then it reminds me. That's why I love Twitch. I saw, I did see um, on like some people were telling me that people were trying to say, because I was, I said that me going to Twitch is going to be so much better and it's going to be the best way for me to interact with my fans. And then all these people were like, well, it looks like you've never been on Twitch before. Like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I don't know yeah. public comments exist, but I'm going sub comments only. <clears throat> so it's yeah. like if I go sub comments only, plus mods, <clears throat> plus not being able to say negative words and all this Absolutely. other shit. It's yeah. funny because a lot of people would be like, oh, that's like pussy shit. Like, you have thin skin. You can't take it. Like, who wants to be called like, you know like negative shit all day well, how is that helpful to anyone's enjoyment of the stream for people to just come in yeah and even say the people who shit. just want to have a fun yeah. time it's gonna ruin it for them it doesn't yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's so, easy to say that you know it's so unnatural to be on the receiving end of millions of people's uh opinions about you because again one, one of the themes of your album is like it used to be so easy to make raps when you're in your, the basement and you have the whole world ahead of you and no expectations but now where you are with people having all these expectations of, of who you should be and so many opinions on you, it's, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I, before I t talk about that, I do want to say I'm really happy. Like I am fucking happy and I'm very comfortable with myself and I'm very comfortable in my own skin. And I think you can even notice that if you look at these interviews I've done recently, as opposed to like anything I've ever done before, I was always like trying to sell you that everything was okay. <laughs> and like life's great and all this shit when it really wasn't. But the reason I'm saying this right now is because not that we are, I just want people out there to know. Ah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me today? Bro, this is why people love you. Don't just embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> well, it's a little... Anyway, I just want to say that, like, I don't believe that this conversation right now is focusing on negative. I think what we're doing, and I don't want it to be perceived that way by the viewers. I think what we're doing is just talking about shit that is starting to now be talked about more, which mm -hmm. I appreciate it. But because this doesn't just affect creatives and famous people, it also affects everyday people who do things for likes or do things for mm -hmm. comments or whatever to try to get that validation. So that's the only reason I'm even like really diving into this regarding what you just, excuse mm -hmm. me, what you just said, you're rubbing off on me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yes, it's very difficult when, you know, 10 years ago, nobody gave a shit about me and I wrote raps just to rap. Mm -hmm. Like I just wrote to write and that was it. And I, it was fun. And it wasn't that simple. Now, knowing that millions of people, you know, and songs will get billions of streams, it's a, it was a scary thing on mm -hmm. this album um, because it's like, dude, everyone's going to feel a way. And I took it all out of my head. That, even though it would still, you know, pop in, but not being on the internet, I didn't listen to any rap music at all, current rap music or anything while mm. making this album. I just went from a place of like, okay, what's everything that I love? Because to me, this is a, um, 
it's like a love letter to hip hop. There's so many different samples from Erykah mm-hmm. Badu to Outkast to, oh, you know, so many people and nods and love and, you know, showing love to Kendrick and Cole and all these people. Um, but knowing that, oh, th- is this line good enough? Like, is this a good line? Is this even worth it? I don't know. You know, I have a line um, on the song called Aquarius 3 where I say, I remember window shopping. Now I'm shopping for windows for my baby new room, Bobby coming soon. And that's the type of line I would have second guessed putting all my shit before. I love that line, that by the way. Yeah, out of fear that they would hate because they couldn't relate because it wasn't relevant. Give a fuck if it's evident. <laughs> this right here is the evidence. I'm like Leo and Revenant. Bear with me, dog. Like fucking feel what I'm saying. So to piggyback on what you were saying, sorry for talking so much. Um, that, yeah, was a very difficult thing to know that millions of people are going to analyze every single thing that I do, but to have the freedom and the strength to go, fuck it. <laughs> you know? Do you think that having a kid helped you not care as much on all that little things? Yeah, because when you have a child, you realize like all that matters is that my child breathes and mm-hmm. that my partner is happy. Like that's the re- like. Literally, you know, I would like when we brought him home home from the hospital, you're like checking under his fucking thing to make sure he's breathing. (laughs) This is the shit they don't tell you. Dude. And it's like, bro, in California, okay, you you have to wait like 3,000 years to like buy a firearm if you have like a clear record and everything's fine. They just throw a baby at you at the (laughs) hospital and send you home. Yeah. And like, by the way, there's a shit called uh, sudden infant death. Death syndrome. Did yes. anybody yes. tell me that there's a thing called where babies just fucking suddenly die? The I mean, whole technically, first week was so stressful because for they're us. too hot. Either they, because they get too hot or they roll over in their sleep. They just fucking. It's called sudden infant death. I mean, there's so many like, things. What? They turn yellow all of a sudden. <laughs> turn- yeah, jaundice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you know that babies turn yellow? I didn't. Yeah, jaundice. Yeah, they get. Yeah. And you put them it's- under a lamp. Yeah, you put them under a fucking lamp like a plant, dude. <laughs> Did was your baby yellow at all? Uh, no, he he's he, he was he. We were very lucky. He was good, and um, I was very nervous about it and scared. Even to this day, I'm scared. I had a friend of mine um, and my brother actually were just in this crazy car accident, like oh, insane, no. wow. like totaled car, completely destroyed. And they walked out of it, mind wow. you. Um, yeah, they, they were still fucked up and had to go to the hospital. And I get to the scene and there's cars smashed and on fire. And I'm looking at my brothers on a stretcher and all this shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? But they're okay now. We were just playing cop wow. last night. So oh, wow. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm always like, so I see a therapist uh, every week. And, and I love her. She's, she's the bomb. And she's helped me through so much. And a big thing is also like this term called future tripping, like, you know, mm. like constantly thinking about the future and tripping on shit that that's really out of your control. Mm. You can't do like I used to have a deathly fear of flying to the point where I almost bought a tour bus, you know what mm. I mean? On some like DJ Khaled shit. And, <laughs> right. But I was like, I got to get through that. Uh, I was like, I can't let this thing because it's about control. You know, it's uh-huh. about feeling like you're not in control, but you're never in control. You could have fucking aneurysm right now. You could walk outside and get hit by a bus. You could, or, you know, you could walk outside and meet the love of your life or get get, get the dream job you always wanted. Like if you're constantly thinking negative, yeah. your life's going to be negative. If you think more positive, life will be positive. So I apply that same thought to my son as much as I can, but also intrusive thoughts are gnarly. Yeah. Like, 
like having those visions of like your baby like falling in their head yeah, fucking yeah, cracking yeah. open yes. and you're like yeah. what it, and you think this like really sick shit and you're so scared it's normal it's human right yeah. a lot of human beings have intrusive thoughts regardless um but pushing my my I, I was dealing with intrusive thoughts for a while there and I felt like I was like a sicko in general. Um, and then my my therapist was like, no, those are normal. You just don't pay attention to them. Exactly. Mm. Because the more you think about it, the more it does. And then, yeah, and then now I don't even really think about shit like that. <clears throat> that was the thing, like, when I was in high school, I developed generalizing anxiety disorder. And I feel like what it did is just makes you hyper aware of shit that was always happening and you just trip yeah. about it. Like, for example, intrusive thoughts. It was always happening, but now when it would happen, I would like, like you said, maybe uh, your baby falling out and dying or just some weird graphic thought that comes into your mind. You, I, st I start to obsess about it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a song would get stuck in my head and I would start to obsess like that I'm fucking losing my mind because I can't get this song out of my head. Stupid shit. I remember when I, um, you know, floaters, when you look like at a blue oh, sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought. I was dying because I saw floaters, bro. Like that just goes to show how crazy the it can get in the mind. No, but that's yeah. the power of the mind. This is what I wrote in my novel, Supermarket, New York Times bestseller, number one. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. I, like, thank you so much. I, you got to flex that. Um, but <laughs> it, a lot of that I wrote, if you, if you ever read the book, it's basically me. Like it's everything I was going through. I was experiencing derealization where you feel mm -hmm. disconnected from reality. Um, yeah, I was constantly like, second guessing my own sanity i was questioning mm -hmm. what sanity is what it isn't what it and what i think that is is low-key just like creative tax like if you're a creative person like that comes with it you're mm -hmm. you're gonna kind of be overstimulated mentally you're always gonna think weird shit that you shouldn't think and this and that but it's like a gift and a curse if if, you, if we're blessed as creatives to, to do dope shit and make dope art there's some demons that kind of come with it like dude my biggest thing honestly and i, I talked about this re only Excuse me. Recently, have I talked about this? Sorry. Goddamn. Fucking. Ah! You got me now. <laughs> um, I have a really gnarly tremor, right? And it's like a, it's called essential tremor, and it's in my hands, but it's not that bad in my hands. But you see that. Hmm. So oh. if I if I yeah if I'm at rest, it's fine. Um, but it's all in my body, right? Except my dick. And um, your body weird, tremors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's oh. like. It depends. It's like... Um, like at a certain position? Yes, exactly. Like muscles mm. will move basically all the time. And yeah, it's this neurological disorder and it sucks. But the thing that fucks with me the most, like my biggest demon nowadays, is that it's in my head. Mm. So I can't really... And, and I'm good at like hiding it. And it's not as bad as it could be because it can be degenerative. And that's mm. what's scary is knowing that I can really be out here on some like fucked up, like shaking shit in the future. And that really scares me. And there's options. Like I even try to take this medication, but it was like anti-seizure medication and it made me feel all fucked up and weird. And I was like, I just can't, I, I only took like two half doses and I couldn't do it. But my biggest thing that scares me is acting because I love acting and I've been doing it recently from mocap with video games to this dope TV show with one of my acting idols, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's a, a friend of mine and, you know, movies and shit that I have already. And I'm just scared. I'm not going to be able to stand without my like head mm. kind of shaking. And I know this might sound stupid, but everybody's got problems. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. Like everyone's got something that they think about that bothers them. And that, that one's, one that really sucks, but I like to be open about it because 
I mean, it's kind of like the fat guy calling himself fat before anybody else gets a chance to, because then you just air it out, you put it in the room, and mm-hmm. then it's like, hey, okay, say whatever you want now. So yeah. So you say it moved up to your head where it wasn't there before? And you mean by that just that your head kind of tremors a little bit? Yeah. It was like, um, sometimes, I, I know it's not, but sometimes I wonder if it's a tick. because, But I don't think it is. For example, um, there's a there's a yes motion and a no motion. The thing is, when I'm moving... And it's also like sensory. If I'm looking around and I'm slightly moving my head, you can't tell. Mm. But if I'm utterly still and standing up straight, mm. my shit goes like this, mm. literally. And I can't stop it. It's like fucking crazy. Um, mm. And there's there's a yes motion and a no motion. And the yes motion is 100% uncontrollable. Like mm. if I'm trying to like, I don't know, do something, I don't know, like fix my hair or something. And I'm, I don't, I'm just giving you an example. And I need to be as still as possible or like get a haircut. I can't do it mm. because I'm so focused. It's called, a, I think it's like a, also a reaction tremor. So if you're trying to do something, uh, it can fuck with you. Anyway, it's it's kind of a boring subject, but- No, I'm intrigued. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, well I have yeah, Tourette's and ticks too. So I am interested by it. I mean, no, I mean, I'm I'm interested in, in, in what's going on in your Does mind. Does it hurt you yeah. physically? No, it's more emotionally, honestly. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's like it's like this. It's like somebody like poking you because you notice it and it it rips you. It, I think about it a lot. And my my therapist, she's like um, putting me through pain management. And I'm like, yeah, but there's no pain. And she goes, yeah, but there's emotional pain here. And if you're constantly angry about it and upset mm. about it, and I didn't realize I'm actually really, really hard on myself. That's another thing in general. My, my, my therapist, she's like, you need to be nicer to yourself. She's like, you're so hard on yourself. And I'm like, what are you, what? I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I'm like, but it's how you say shit. Like, for example, a lot of people do this. I do it. And then now I correct myself, but I'll be like, okay, here's like a stupid fucking idea, right? That in itself is being mean to yourself. Like, here's a stupid fucking mm-hmm. idea that you're trying to downplay. <laughs> so maybe it is a good idea, but if it's if people don't like it, then it's okay. Like, bro, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. My idea is this. If somebody wants to shit on you, cool, but don't shit on yourself, man. Mm-hmm. You know. So those are little things that I'm learning to just be a better me and a happier, happier me through therapy. Yeah, I have a similar thing where I have uh, I have Tourette's, and so I've got all these facial tics and stuff, and I I assume that I could never really act either on in like a professional setting just because it's so distracting. Mm-hmm. So I probably just didn't even ever try to pursue that. Mm. But <clears throat> I have not noticed the I have not noticed the tremor, but. Yeah, my wife, she says it's more like something that only I really notice and most people mm. don't notice it. But the reason that they don't notice it is because I'm so good at hiding it. Mm. So, you know, like it's honestly, it's why I'm sitting in this chair. It's why I'm in this position right now because I enjoy, because at rest, mm. that's the one thing that makes me feel good. I don't shake. Mm. But it's when I go for that action tremor or whatever when it when I go to do an action then it then it starts to shake. If you look at other interviews I've done recently where I like had to sit on my couch and shit, I kind of move a lot. Mm. And the reason I move is because I don't want to stay in one position or I'll it's it's even as simple as like placing my the tip of my finger on my head and kind of moving it to the side and it'll stop it. Mm. 
So I'm always constantly moving or doing little things. Yeah, but this, this the crazy shit is it's like I feel like Penn and Teller. Like I'm doing all these things that Slow nobody knows are being done to yeah. like, well, you know, do the magic of looking like a normal human being and I'm not. People you know? used to say that to me like they go, uh, I thought you just had really expressive eyebrows. <laughs> I'm like, nah, dude, I'm fucked up. But you know what's funny? Let me ask you this too because – some days I feel like it's better than others. And with Tourette's, I've seen, because um, I've seen like all your guys' videos, you know, and um, I, I've noticed times where you it basically barely never even would happen in a video. Um, do you think personally that it comes with stress or is it random or, or is it the more you think about it, the more it happens? Personally, I'm curious. They say hey guys, that I'm, stress. I'm sorry to interrupt. We got to go to break. What? We gotta go to break. What is that? Was that, that a soundbite? It was a soundbite. I asked Zach to use the bite, but uh, but that is true. We gotta go to break. <laughs> Let's what do we do on a break, question. dude? Dan just Dan does this thing where he ruins conversations <laughs> by saying we have to go to break. Huh? I don't know how I feel about getting the soundbite on me. <laughs> you told me a million times to use it. <laughs> Not on me, on other people. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Um, what were we saying? Uh, Do you feel that your 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 ticks and your <laughs> Tourette's? Damn, um, you fuck. There's times when it's been uh, I've noticed yeah. where it's almost not even there. Like, yeah, where were you? I want to know where were you in your life when um, you know the ticks were less. What were you feeling? Were you? Was it even? Was it? I'm just curious. So, um, they say that the Tourette's gets triggered by stress because Tourette's is a weird condition where it can come and go in severity but it's it's an uncurable genetic uh issue neurological issue and it first manifested when i was like eight or something like that it was super weird i think i i was at my uh like grandma was getting remarried and one of the guests there was like ticking out like doing this with his head and i thought it looked cool and I started doing it. But my parents, and I, that's the first time I remember actually doing a tick. But my parents say that they noticed it before me. Mm-hmm. Thing is, it runs in my family. So my mom was kind of like looking out for it already. Mm-hmm. But when I was really young, it was super bad. Like my parents took this home video of me in elementary school when I was supposed to be standing up straight as Davy Crockett. I had like a musket and I was doing this whole David Crockett speech, but I was, I was like twitching out so fucking crazy. I've gone back and watched that home video. I don't remember it being that bad, but it was brutal. Do you feel it when it happens? So the thing is that it's not involuntary with Tourette's. It's like you have an itch. Yeah. And you have the, this overwhelming burning need to do this thing. So like if, if I'm sitting in a room, I can not tick, but it's like ignoring this really brutal mm. uh, desire to itch yourself. Scratch. Okay, wait, hold on. Right now, okay, just, just, just try not to do it. Just stay. Don't even talk. I just want to see how long. Yeah, I can. I mean, you just did it. Eyebrows. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. I think it's cool though. Like, no, I mean, it I'm not gonna be like. Yeah. yeah, this this fucking well, thing that plagues you is, is cool, but it's like no, I think it's dope. 
and I think you're like an advocate for it. I think you're a very successful person. Um, I think you have a partner who's, who's there for you and understand. And it lets people know like, dude, like, dude, not only do you live a normal life, you live an extraordinary life with this thing that a lot of people are self-conscious about. And honestly, as I'm saying this, it makes me feel better about myself. Like that's what you're doing. So mm. well, keep thank doing you. it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm very fortunate because I have a mild case. Some people have it really, really, really But bad. you do go through phases where sometimes it will get worse and, uh, yeah. or you'll, you'll have certain tics that even hurt you. And yeah. you're like, my neck just hurts my all neck, the time. Right, but I used to get headaches or, all the time because I would shake my head like really violently. Or you throw it yeah. when you have like the yeah. vocal but, one. But the one, well, so, but still that's mild, right? Because mm. with people who have really bad Tourette's, they're just screaming out obscenities. And that's a really rare form of Tourette's. Only like 2% of people have it where they like scream. Like curse. Where they, where they uh, curse. They have this desire to like curse and stuff. But Tourette's is characterized by having vocal tics as opposed to OCD or something like that. So mm. I'm always clearing my throat and going like <laughs> stuff like some yeah. people may notice that I do that. But um, I was really fortunate growing up to have like an unusually kind and supportive group of friends who didn't goof on me for it. That's mm. dope. Because I feel like you could easily get fucked by a bunch of ruthless kids, mm -hmm. you know. And my friends were just unusually accepting, I have to say, looking back on it. Mm -hmm. um, they would go, why are you doing that? And I'd be like, oh, I have this thing called Tourette's. And they'd be like, oh, cool. And then they would never bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, looking back, I'm like, wow, though, that is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been fortunate, you know. In that regard, I, my biggest thing. Wait, do we have to take a break or something? Okay, let's take a break. Let's take it now. But then. it's not. It's not a real we, break. Yeah, we can just say we're just gonna be like, okay, we're cutting, <laughs> and then I'm gonna do the ad later. So here, break. This may not look like much to you in stature, but what this little block of indestructible metal is is a wallet for the new world. Ridge wallet revolutionizing the wallet as we know it no longer do we need to walk around with giant Costanza wallets that frankly give you back problems that uh, mess your posture up when you sit down on them it's it's just out of date what do we need change for what do we need all this crap for the ridge wallet money clip boom credit cards up to like 11 fit perfectly in there and slide right out I use this, but I always show my credit card number, so everybody prohibits me from showing my actual one in my wallet. It's indestructible. You buy it once, you own it for life. I'll tell you what, this metal that it's made of actually prevents uh, digital thieves. Mm. There's people that scan your shit when they walk by you. They can't do that in this. And they've got all these beautiful um, models, too. Look at you. That one's sick. It's got a mm -hmm. nice... Rose gold. It's like metallic... Oh, it's rose gold. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's got, got like a metallic rose finish. Yeah. It's real nice. Ridge wallet. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's a great wallet. We all love it. We all started, we got all got on the Ridge train and uh, we haven't looked back. Right, Zach? Uh, I love Ridge. Amazing product. Could not be happier with it. And you're not just saying that, are you? Absolutely not. It's a game changer. <clears throat> Absolute game changer. How can they tell if you're just saying that? Or because you really love it. I really love this product. Yeah, but how really... can they tell you're not lying, Zach? 
I, I can't express to you enough how much I love this product. <laughs> no, but say it so they, they believe you. No, I'm just kidding. Zach does use it all the time. There's over 30 colors and styles. Actually, I want to pull it up because they're really cool. Ridge.com slash H3. That's right. Ridge.com slash H3. Look at all these beautiful colors. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, sold out. Wow. They're po- oh. I, I like the burnt. I like That's my titanium I like I like my... Uh, why is there a little Zach Bacon. in the corner? I got a little or, baby Zach. Oh, he's small. Why can you not see? It? Does it matter? It doesn't really matter. He's just there. Yeah, I like seeing Zach. Makes <laughs> me feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, thank you. Camo uh, aluminum. Yeah, tiki pink. Blah, it's rose gold. You're oh, right. It is. Yeah. Nice. Let me tell you about Ridge. They've got thirty thousand five star reviews. It's durable and lasts for a lifetime. Ridge team is so confident that you'll like it. You can test drive it for 45 days, and if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Wow. Here is the deal as well. You can get 10% off right now with free worldwide shipping and returns by going to ridge.com slash h3. That's ridge.com slash h3, and use code h3. Hey, ho, 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 hey, we're back. So, <laughs> just to end, end this with the one thing that really freaks me out, talk shows. Hmm. Because of this thing, right? It's like, and that's, sorry, that's my in-laws dogs. They're staying with us. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, can ba- I, can barely, I can barely hear them, by the way. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, talk shows, man. Like, I, I, for me, it's where, where you feel like you can't relax or that you have to stand a certain way or look a certain way. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to, like, shake or freak mm. out or whatever. That's it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, fuck it. I feel like you should just uh, let it shake. Just Shake and bake. Shake yeah, it up. I mean, look at, uh, who was it? Was it, um, was it Liza Minnelli? I think so, right? Am I tripping? Was Does it she Liza have a Minnelli? shake? No, Liza Minnelli's mom. Who's Liza Minnelli's mom? Uh, Who's J- the chick from Wizard of Oz? Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah, <laughs> she had a central tremor. Oh, huh. so there you go. Yeah, so that's why she was like that. Yeah, I guess. So, but I think, anyway, I think the thing to do is just instead of feeling nervous and trying to hide it, just fucking let it, just let it hang out, and you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, the thing about my Tourette's is I could easily be like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to get in front of a camera because I look like a freak. And uh, I think people embrace it because I embrace it. I agree. I think I'm comfortable <clears throat> with it. That's why I talk about it. But yeah. I, it, still, it still personally ails me. So that's why I try to do the things that I can do where it doesn't shake because I haven't reached a point where... Um, cause it, like I said, it feels like someone's poking me. It's it feel, just, it's, it feels like I, mm. I notice it. it rips me from oh. the moment with my son. I've yeah. That, so ah, yeah, I see. I've had that happen before. A, like very rarely I'll feel like someone poked my neck and I'm like, Phew, you know, like that. Yeah. Well, no, I mean like it's, I would like metaphorically poking me like. So it takes you out of the moment though. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I'll be talking to my son or, or I mean, playing with my son or talking to my wife. And then I'll just like, my head will start going like this, oh. and then I realize it, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then the everything we just talked about, yeah, that, yeah. so that, that it's like that, but it's not that deep. Anyway, 
It is that deep, dude. How yeah, dare you? <laughs> so, um, how good are you at swaddling? I'm a swaddle master. Yeah, I thought I thought <laughs> yeah. you would be. I'm pretty good yeah. at the swaddle too. I was pretty good with swaddle, man. I, I, I did a good job. Um, for those of you out there who don't know what we're talking yeah. about, uh, swaddling is when you basically take like a like a fat like a uh, like a little blanket for a baby and you um, make them all nice and tight. Burrito them. <laughs> yeah, you put it. Yeah, you make them a little burrito. It's awesome, baby. and uh, it's literally like doing a burrito. You flip it over. You were really you good at it. it I never got good yeah. at it somehow. Yeah, well, same I, with Brittany. Well, Brittany like was loose. cool. My wife, she was all right, but <laughs> dude, our well, our nurse is like the fucking master. <laughs> yeah. of the swaddles. So it's like he couldn't break living, out of it. Yeah, it, there's it's like no a straitjacket. <laughs> so I was living in her shadow, but doing my best. And text, I was just texting her because I told her to come say hello. She's like, I'm shy. Is it on the podcast? And I'm like, fuck it. It's all, it's all good. Yeah, come I'd love to see them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Bobby is because we um, we have his, his aunt who's going to start helping us take mm. care of him a few days a week. So that way, um, you know, my wife can – because she paints now, which mm. is really amazing. She's a really good artist actually. Cool. And just to have that time because she's 21 too, dude. Like she's so young. And, and, and the thing is she was very much so like – like she didn't want help. She didn't want. She wanted to do everything herself, yeah. which I get. And she's like an amazing mom. But um, I kind of was like, "Yo, like, you deserve to have a life." You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. You're still a great mom. Go do some shit. You know, whether it's like horseback riding and painting or just enjoying it. Like, you deserve that throughout mm-hmm. the week. Go yeah. do it. So at, at first, at first, I feel like we kind of. I totally get that because at first, especially on your first kid. It's just, you, just you don't wanna, understand what's going on. Yeah. And you just want to be there and experience the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But now I don't even sure. see Theodore. <laughs> no, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Everyone's going to be like, Ethan's the worst dad. Out of touch. <laughs> I know. It's no, funny, it's though, true. also how people will just take an obvious joke and really try to. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, why? So you're out of LA, escaped from LA. What was the name of that movie? Saw uh... Escape from Escape from Escape LA. From LA. You, you got it. it. But what yeah. was the franchise? Well, Escape from New York was the first one. Yeah. But what was the name? What was the franchise? Just the Escape franchise. Escape I guess. Oh, yeah. they just escaped. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that was a bad. The movie. Escape Saga. Yeah. Yeah. So, how has Escape from LA been for you? It's been great because I was never really an LA guy, and I didn't realize that until like 10 years of being in LA. <laughs> like, you had just rec- or recently-ish moved to the house where we last saw you. Yeah, two years. I, and you were, so 20, 2018, yeah. You were doing a lot of work on that house. Did it? Was it a bummer to like do all that work and then bounce? Wow, that's a great question. So for those of you out there who don't know what he's referring to exactly, I built this crazy theater for like 300 grand. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I built a, a, a home studio for a million dollars. Whoa. In, yeah, that was yeah. a nice studio. Oh my God. I loved it. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um, but where I am now is like way better. Um, and I love it. And it is a little sad that I don't have that. But I think there's, I'm just going to like, I don't know, either build a studio or buy one or but I also don't need it. Like, I'm still always going to make music. Even though I'm retired, like, I love making, I love music, like, whether it's rap music or any kind. So I'm still going to do that. And somehow, 
you know, I don't know. I might just like Andre 3000 it and like every once in a while, like drop a random song or do a feature or something <laughs> like that. But besides mm. that, as far as albums and shit, I'm done with that. Mm. Yeah. Did you, you sold, did you sell your house in LA? Not yet. I'm okay. just fixing a few little things and then, and then I'll, and then I'll put it up. To yeah. Sell. I was wondering if you got like, I wonder if you're getting, going to get your investment pack or you don't care. You just want to get it. Get I don't really care, but it, it, I think I'll be able to, I'm definitely going to make money on it for sure because I improved it so much. Hmm. Um, and whoever's going to buy it is definitely going to be an entertainer, either film mm-hmm. or music because of the studio. Because Nobody's just going to buy a studio. Sure. Yeah, you know a I mean? crazy studio. So like it's going to be worth it to that person. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, it won't be a, like a loss or anything. Mm-hmm. But where you moved, it's got to be the real estate uh, cost has got to be way, 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 way less, right? Yeah, dude. I bought... So my house that I'm in now is four stories, four levels, and it's literally four times the size of what? the house that, that you guys saw. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. And it and it was for like a million dollars less than I originally <laughs> bought the other house for. Dude, wow. it's crazy when you just step outside like New York or Los Angeles or these kind of cities. And it's did it blow your mind what you could get for that price? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you it's get so crazy. desensitized. Come here. Here we go. Come here. Come on. <laughs> here, come kneel. Say hello. Hey. hey. How are you guys? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Congrats on being a new parent. I'm very camera shy. Yeah. Can you hear them? Oh, can kind you hear? Of. Yeah. How was yeah, uh how was how's being a mom? It's amazing. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's so very hard. Dude, the first six yeah. months, because we're in like year one point three now. The first right. six months is the most brutal, for sure. It It's really tough. It's stressful. Yeah. But I think now we're getting our routine down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, like, creating a schedule. Yeah. We have help. Help has been, Dude. like, yeah. my mom, grandma has been a huge help. Help rules. I wouldn't have been able to do it without her, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I would have. But yeah. it would have been tough. It's just so no, hard. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's the bomb. Did anyway, you sleep through the make- night? Oh yeah, baby it, sleeps through the night. Yeah. Oh, that's what's yeah. Sleep training. Yeah, yeah. We got a, a night nurse that helped us sleep. Yeah, the yeah, bed. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get the night. Good. Are you nervous? <laughs> yeah, I'm very camera shy. Can I keep talking to you, or do you want to leave? <laughs> well, oh, I'm I'm okay. Okay, cool. we're just talking. As long as you're comfortable. <laughs> no, I'm okay. So, we're very. Our privacy is very important. I love how I'm like. Come be on this huge podcast. With me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but if, our privacy is important, but we're buddies, so it's a little different. Well. How was the birth? How, how was what? How was birth? the whole hospital and everything and the birth and stuff? It was, it's really cool to look back on. Yeah. Because now I know, this sounds weird, but now I know my pain tolerance. Mm. Like, oh. Yeah. Did you do the epidural? I'm sure Ela knows. Yeah. Yep. Like it was, I basically went all the way without the, ep- I got the epidural oh, no. like last okay, minute. Okay. Literally, like she got yeah. the epidural and then 15 minutes later. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, really? So I'm so glad wow. I got it when I did because then I <laughs> would have been doing it naturally. But yeah, yeah, no, it's really cool to look back on. And I love telling the story to friends and stuff because <laughs> yeah. they're always like, I can't believe you gave birth. I have an audio journal that I've been doing for like really giant moments in my life. And mm-hmm. I started with that. My buddy Guy Raz, um, he's, uh, uh, he's got a podcast called How I Built This. And he basically was like, yeah, you should create audio journals 
mm. where you just record like these uh, these moments as they happen, like like right after they happen, and then you'll have every single detail, and that's one of them. Like I saw them like mm. copper water and shit. It was fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, you that like a few days after, right? Because yeah, you were like, like, we have to remember this. Yeah, it was like three <laughs> days, but to me, it was like really beautiful. I know like a lot of people. Honestly, like certain guys I know are like, no, nah, man, you don't want to see that shit, dog. And you don't want to. It made me even more attracted to my wife personally, seeing like that and everything that happened. I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was crazy. It was really funny, though, because my back was hurting. We have to talk about how I fuck my back up. Was he complaining so about his back hurting? Yeah, she's in bed yeah. and I'm like, no idea the pain. I, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. obviously joking. I was when I was having like the worst contractions, getting a needle stuck in my back, she's he's like, my back hurts. Like, oh, I was doing awesome. it to make her be like, hey, be like, hey, can I get some of that epidural? Yeah. <laughs> One thing that was really cool is uh, for the show I told you about with my buddy Joe, um, I was going over my lines and I had been going because like whenever I do something, especially acting, I just go all in and I make it like that's the biggest focus, um, obviously besides my wife giving birth. Um, but while she was there in bed, we were like doing our lines back and forth yeah. together. It was really cool. <laughs> it was fun. It was like a distraction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you regret not getting the epidural earlier or are you happy that you got it right up at the end? I'm happy I did it at the end. I definitely could have gotten it earlier, but <laughs> it was a pretty intense pain right before. So like I said, I'm glad I did it when I did because then now I know I can go through that amount of pain mm. yeah. and it's pretty cool yeah now I'm prepared for next baby but but she has I mean, a good that's pain how tolerance. I felt too I felt like I my I feel like my whole life I had a fear of giving birth like it just mm-hmm. seemed to me like the worst thing possible yeah and um it just like yeah it's painful but it's fine like you can make it through it and yeah definitely looking back at it it's like mm. oh it wasn't terrible yeah, yeah, yeah I could do that shit. <laughs> I I don't want to do. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh my god, you I, would die. Yeah, no, I would die. <laughs> I told, to I don't try to hide it. I'm fucking. Ter- I would. No it's way. easy for me, but like, yeah, I would be terrified to do that. Well, I don't know. Like when Ela gave birth, I was holding her leg. Like, what was your point of view, Bobby? I was holding her leg and uh, looking. So you saw the whole I, thing, I yeah? I, did. I was fucking there for everything, dog. Yeah. I saw that little alien pop out of there. The, all the, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. what's really gnarly too is I. You imagine that it's this like cute little flesh-colored thing inside no. of the, but it's not. It's all white. It looks like fucking Voldemort, and then it comes out, and then it breathes, and then it looks like Barney, and it's all like blue. Oh, all red and shit. Uh, yeah, purple and red and stuff. I just remember, I remember him coming out, and his the top of his dome just looked like a meatball. <laughs> it was like all white and bumpy. It was crazy. I did one of those like like when the baby actually came out, one of those oh like on the wall. Like, crying profusely. I remember yeah, we were too. You and you were like against the wall crying and I was like, get <laughs> over here. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Ela yelled at me too. <laughs> well when did they yell at you? Because they took him out and then they, they immediately bring him over to some tab- table yeah, under a light table, yeah. to like clean him off and inspect him oh, and make yeah. sure he's breathing and stuff. And you're like, go be with him. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do. It's like did four you cut the cord? weirdo doctors yeah, are immediately all around him. And I was like, go go be with him. He doesn't, be there. yeah. But anyway, he held onto my <laughs> finger. It was, it was dope. Oh, man. <laughs> That's dope. That's a vibe. Yeah, birth, birth was a gnarly experience. And I got to pull him out too. 
You yeah. did? Like what? Had me pull, <laughs> yeah, like he, after his head and his shoulders were out, oh. I got to reach down and oh, grab Oh my him. God. What? <laughs> that must have been so weird. Yeah, it was crazy. My doctor told me to do that. And when I, she said that, I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, you do oh, it. Yeah. Reach for him. Reach for him. And I'm like, okay. And I <laughs> what was that like? Oh my God. What did that, what, what, what did that feel? I mean, what did that feel? What was that like for you? Well, grabbing him, obviously, like feeling him, it was just like a big slime ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds so gross. No. It's... But no, it was crazy because it was my first time just touching him was mm. weird yeah. because I'm just touching my belly for nine months. Right. Saying I'm touching him. Yeah. But then I actually touch him, and it's like, that's where the is craziest he? Where feeling. is he? He's sleeping. Oh, go wake his ass up. No, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was the crazy thing was first of all, Ela's water didn't break until she was giving birth, so there was like a crazy water break moment. <laughs> and then, um, did you see the what was it called? Oh, the, the placenta. The placenta come out. I didn't see it. Oh my god, we bro. Didn't, we didn't see it. I wish we got to see I it. I saw it. It was I the mean, wildest yeah. shit. Really? It looks like alien weird. stuff. They just take the umbilical cord and t- yank this organ out of her. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I so weird. And they just... I remember feeling it, though. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember feeling it, like, too. Okay, now you're giving birth to the placenta. Yeah. How long did you guys wait to fucking do it again? Oh, pfft. Uh, we did it like two weeks after. Do it again. <laughs> oh well, Ela. So Ela had like oh, a tear. She had a. She got. She got. Mm. Her vag tore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we had no. to do some stitching, and it took a couple. It months. took a little longer, I think, yeah. than it should have. I don't know. I actually don't they, remember. They made it sound like I had just like one little tear, but then she was stitching me for oh, like an dude, hour. Dude. So I don't really know. Yeah, that. Yeah, Theodore <laughs> got you good on the way out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so actually I don't remember because Ela yeah. healed kind of slow because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We weren't supposed to, but we did it anyway. But then like we're at well, the, what did they tell you? Like a month? Yeah, they were like, wait a month. And then we You're went supposed to wait six weeks. Oh, six weeks. And then we were in the um in the doctor's office and I was sitting there and the doctor's talking and I was just like we had sex. Is it okay? <laughs> she was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, all right, give me a kiss. Are I you guys you. are you guys planning another one? What's going on? We said we said that we wanted to have another one really quick, but we kind of think we want to chill for a little bit mm. and yeah. enjoy it. We're we're liking the only child vibe right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll have another one. Yeah, we're still you'll practicing a lot. Yeah, yeah you'll feel it. <laughs> Okay, that's my cue. That's good, yeah. Right, I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> You're beautiful. Bye. So. Got that big old white girl booty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up? Um, are, you know what's weird really quick? Are you are you taking contraceptive if you're not trying to have a kid? No. She's, she she wants to get like an IUD or whatever, oh. which kind of freaks me out because I'm like, what if there's like a problem with it? It can but, last like, for a while. I, yeah, it does last for a while. No, we're just, you know. Well, we, we don't use contraceptives, and it's in God's hands. You know what I mean? Every time? Well, now, since since Theodore was born, yeah. Wow, that's crazy, because we kind of just go by that, like, first couple days after the period. Well, but the thing is that um, I think <laughs> I think because of her age, you know what I mean? 
she probably would get pregnant a lot fucking easier than Hila. That's true. I'm. I think I'm much older, right? Like she's twenty one. Yeah. How old are you? Thirty one. Thirty two. Thirty two. Because the thing is, when you're <laughs> 32? like thirty two, when you're that age, you just breathe on someone and they get pregnant. True. It's that's crazy. how it happened. I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, and then it happened. Um, yo, Hila. Yeah. So you're 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 um our favorite of the H threes. Are you serious? Yeah. Why would you uh, say that? <laughs> Are you guys no, like I'm joking. Liners? I'm kidding. But no, but seriously, we love you. And um, I should have talked about this while my wife was here. Bro, we rewatch the videos all the time for your reaction because I feel like I feel like Ethan is the best commentator, but the way you react to shit is hilarious. That's or wait, funny. maybe it's the opposite. What I mean is like No, yeah, you know you Dude, the fine bros, bro. Like, I'll never forget when uh, we do this all the time. Hila was like, I mean, we already have an N-word. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, what was it about? When, he, when they were like, you can't say Nazis. They're oh. like, oh, you can't be throwing that word out oh. there when we were doing the Seinfeld reaction. Yeah, and, and, yeah, right. and, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure if what I'm saying is like funny or not or if I shouldn't say it. So I'm always like... Yeah, so I said it like I wasn't sure if I should say it because I was like, "There's already an N word." Yeah, we, right. So. <laughs> I remember that line, but I don't remember the video. I forget the shit we've made at this. Is point. it the one where they make fun of Seinfeld? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's the number one thing. There I are show like uh, shows that shouldn't that wouldn't be okay today. Uh, or something we made a like video that. about that. Yeah, yeah bro, yeah. are you kidding? It's like one of the best ones ever. <laughs> Well, I could see myself wanting to make a video about that because I'm very defensive about Seinfeld. I don't have any tolerance for people that say they don't like Seinfeld. I don't. I just don't accept that. I don't get it either. It's like, yeah, how do you not like Curb? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What are you talking about? These are everyday. But clearly, this is. That's it's why I love the reason I love Seinfeld is because if you really notice, I mean, it's so genius. Everything. They don't. There's it's no genius. like cell phone or this or like it's not things aren't like based on current shit it's um, to me it's like i watch it and it's something that could easily happen today do you know what i mean i i just remembered they were saying soup not they were reacting to the soup soup and they're saying you can't say not yeah no the guy was like like, you can't be throwing that word around these days and you just (laughs) destroyed him you were like what what do you mean you you were like you were like there's uh they're new york city jews can't say the word nazi (laughs) it's crazy and i'm like dude like you're right i didn't know that that was so funny i didn't know that that was a thing it really came as a surprise to me i don't think it is by the way the soup nazi yeah watch seinfeld i mean come on so you got yeah we honestly we like we love watching your videos you know we check every day wow before we go to bed to see if there's a new um if there's a new video on youtube there's not i know <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll ruin the surprise <laughs> i know it's demanding though i get it I well for me it was just really hard to <laughs> find content to make for the mm-hmm. ma- for the h3h3 productions channel and i didn't want to just force it and like ultimately when you when you just force it there are some people on YouTube who do commentary that are really wholesome and nice, like um, Drew. There's these guys, Drew Goodman and Danny Gonzalez, that make really good wholesome commentary content that I like, um, and Gus as well. But for me, I just didn't want to fall into this pit of becoming the cynical fucking asshole that just shits on everybody. 
But that's the awesome. Like, it, yeah, it, but it to is me, to a point. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not for, for me. It's not like you're really that. I don't think you're that. I think you're. I think you're the voice in everyone's head who like watches The Bachelor or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're the guy. <laughs> so, like, but the, it's funny. It's like it's it's joke. It's but so I don't I don't I guess I don't like clowning on people that don't deserve it or who I feel don't deserve it. Obviously that's subjective. And I think a lot of of like a lot of my early career was making fun of these pranks and shit and these obvious like scumbag low life fucks that just deserve to be said the worst things about. So that made it really easy to do my job in that sense. So then was it hard to do Skippy? Because he's just like so adorable and Skippy's, weird at the same time. Yeah, mm. no, exactly. But well, Skippy was okay because I feel like it wasn't a mean-spirited video, and it was really mm -hmm. kind of funny subject matter. But it's more about, like, maybe YouTubers who everybody's shitting on, and I just don't want to make a video about them. No, I don't think that. I think, like, reactionary videos, like, I've, I've seen your subreddit when I'd gone on when I first discovered you and there, a few years ago. And there was a lot of, well, after I met you guys. Mm. I don't think anybody even knows how we met. We should get into that. But... Um, <laughs> A lot of your fans actually really have great ideas of stuff that you can commentate on that are even just as funny as like old 80s infomercials that are like really weird and like low-key white supremacist shit on TV. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's just another problem was that it's so hard to know if, if it is good or not. And then mm. I'll shoot the video and then be like, oh, this sucks. And it's just so demoralizing. I don't know. It's tough. I think man. you're. I think you're funny, and I also don't think you should ever force it. And you should do what you want, when you want, how you want, and I it doesn't matter it what I or kinda, anybody else. It kind of got to like just an overall negative thing, where the process wasn't fun for us, and then also there was a lot of criticism, kind of like what you were feeling, I guess, and yeah, how you describe that you just were done with it. You just totally don't, don't want to yeah. make another album. Yeah. We just kind of got to that point with those videos. Yeah, but, but you've also given people literally years and years and years of that, it plus variety in your videos. You don't owe nobody shit. That's the funny thing I think is, yes, we are servants uh, as far as and being entertainers. Like we do owe something to the people, but like to an extent, you know what I mean? Like if you're not happy doing it, then don't do it. That's why how I feel about music. Like right. making music um, for cons like cons like mainstream consumption and shit like that does not appeal me. I've been going back and forth if I should drop this free mixtape <laughs> hmm. where it's just me rapping on a bunch of like famous beats that I love hmm. like we used to do back in the day. Hmm. That excites me. That makes hmm. me so excited to be like, no, no one is in their right mind would even like review this. And if they do, like cool, whatever, it doesn't matter, but it's not on Spotify. It's not here. It's not there. It's going to be some shit Dropbox link that I would like tweet out. Like that's <laughs> I think that's tight. awesome. Okay. I like yeah. the idea of free that. music. Yeah, I love yeah, the dude. idea of just a Dropbox link. <laughs> yeah, it's not even on YouTube or some shit. You know, <laughs> Do you guys remember how we met? Yeah, oh, at I didn't Justin's mean to house, yeah. right? Yeah, Justin's house. That was really funny. Because so Justin, he was telling me, I didn't know about your music and then Justin was telling me that you were in Rick and Morty and he was telling me about your music, and that's how I discovered you. And then um, it was at his birthday party or something, and I and then and then I recognized you. I don't remember. But there was also another 
Well, we were, we got it from two angles. That was one, and then Mac was the other one. Where oh yeah, we went. Oh, we God, went to one of that. we, we went, went to your show your with show. Mac DeMarco. What you didn't know about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I because we're friends with Mac, and he's like, yeah. "Yo, I'm going to this uh, dude Logic's concert. We saw you at the Greek." Oh yeah, and then Mac he got was, uh, he got shit faced. <laughs> uh, worse, no, oh, he told me that night because he was gonna come hang out at my house afterwards. Cause we were in LA and he was like, sorry, man, I puked all over my driveway. Oh my God. I guess I left before that. <laughs> it was awesome. It well, was so, cool. so we went, it was really fun. Cause we went and we were just having a good time. And, uh, you were playing Mario Kart and shit, right? Yeah. 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 yeah on stage. <laughs> yeah. I actually went, I, I went 36 and O on that whole tour. We did like 36 shows and every night I invited either a fan or, uh, you know, a stage hand, somebody who, who's working on the show backstage. I fucking won every game. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. You might be ready for the pro circuit. Yeah, totally. But, um, but, uh, but I think when we came to the show, we never actually got to see you. And then I think that was, I think that happened first. And then we saw you at Justin's house. Right? Oh, yeah. and, I was like, hey, I we saw you like, with Mac. Yeah. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> oh, really? That's when how it happened? Oh, yeah, you're right. So. Yep. To 100%. Because I was actually single then. Because I had just separated yeah. from my previous wife. And then I was there. And uh, yeah, that was crazy. That was like one of the first times I would like, I'd just kind of been out alone. So oh, it was nice to be around people. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. But you guys for sure were really sweet. And I just remember being like, who the fuck are these people? Like, they're so nice. Mm. I, and then I, uh, yeah. And then I thought mm -hmm. you guys like were just really cool. Oh, and then I go that's home. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I thought you were so cool. And then I go home and then I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I just thought <laughs> all I like, would do is watch your videos. Like, that's that's awesome. so funny. Well, you make me want to make videos again yeah. because I want, you know, it's like, it's so nice to know that people watch and enjoy it because like, I feel, I feel I can relate very much to your, uh, your struggles as a creative because yeah. I feel like we equal, we get a lot of, there's so much expectations on the old me and the new me and people want me to do it this way and that way and yeah. this video's not funny and that video's funny. I saw this comment. We made this video on uh, the, it was on the Something Virgin. What was it? Oh, the, oh that's Skippy. That's Skippy, yeah. Yeah, so they go, someone commented like, oh, the old, good old golden years. Which I found so funny because yeah. when we were making that video, people were already shitting on me for having changed <laughs> and saying they missed our old videos. Bro, when I released my first album, it was, this sucks, this is terrible, you sound like Kendrick and Drake and J. Cole and this and that, this is not as good as your mixtapes. And then I released my second album and people were like, this is fucking garbage, you did a whole album about space, this is nerd shit, nobody gives a fuck about this, you have no place in hip hop, this is worse than your debut album. Then I did my third album and 1-800 was on it. Oh, you sold out, this is garbage. Mm. And then you fast forward now and people are like, yo, your first and second album, classic, yep, I know. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Yeah. And I'm just like, and you're like, I wanted to die shit. the whole time. You yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's funny it's because weird. like you're doing those things, thinking you're not good enough, yeah. and you're like trying to impress. It's like really funny. But when it comes to videos too, dude, like I'm sitting on so much music. Hmm. Like I'm sitting on. I mean, I have ten thousand plus songs, right? But those are 
I, I would say Jordan or LeBron shooting in the gym. Like you, you, there weren't cameras there. You know, there's a shit ton of misses. Mm-hmm. There's also some really go- good gold there. Um, but even now, like the new music, like I haven't actually written a song in a long time. Um, but I will, I have this whole mixtape basically that I'm sitting on and I'm going to, I want to finish it for fun. And I just say this to say that it's kind of almost view it like that, where if you do want to make videos, don't, don't second guess yourselves. You guys are really, really, really funny. And at the end of the day, it's like the last of us. Like I remember there was that whole, everyone was like pissed off about the game. Do you remember that? No. So there's this video game called last of us and very long story short. It's, I love it. I fucking love it. And I thought it was amazing. And people could be like, oh, well, because I'm in the game. I'm in the video game. Oh. Mm. But like, that's not why I like it. <laughs> if it was garbage, I'd be like, yo, this sucks. Thanks for the check. You know what I mean? But like, so I'm not biased in that sense. I'm, it, it, it holds a place in my heart for sure. But I just say all this to say, like, there were people who were like shitting on that game before it even came out. And then still spent $60 to play the game anyway. And it's like, these people who say things about you, me, any anything when it comes to art, they just, they love you. They are obsessed with you. You know what I mean? And so for somebody to say these things, you shouldn't let it affect how you create. And it's funny because only once stepping away and really being like, fuck y'all, I'm out of here, did I personally realize that. So I say mm-hmm. that to say that if you guys ever just woke up one day and was like, yo, let's find some really funny shit and react to it. Um, and you did that. You also don't have to put it out. You could sit there and save it. You could fucking do 20 videos just because you love it. Cause it's a Sunday afternoon and you have two hours free or whatever, you know what I mean? And you just kind of have a good time and just enjoy it. And then if you ever want to release it, you kind of have that in the, in the bag. So just do it for fun. I will say though, like, what you perceive as negative personally, if, if it is negative, if you sit there and go, oh, these videos we're making are like mean, okay, cool. If that's how you feel about it. I personally never saw it that way. I almost saw it like a real life Fontano needle drop about like funny shit. Like, you know, this chick's in, lo- in love with an amusement park. What the fuck is that? Like, that is hilarious. That's yeah. really, really funny. Yeah. And I think, yeah, if you focused on that and less... Like you said, any drama or YouTube shit, like fuck that. Even though not to get into it, I don't want to get into it. But that Keemstar shit was hilarious. <laughs> but let's leave it at that. I'm let's glad you enjoyed it. I thought it was too. funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, super funny. Do what you love. Just do what you love, man. Fuck all the life is so short. Like, I like do, it really is. I do fantasize about like sometimes I I swing back and forth. I fantasize about coming back and making a bunch of videos on H three, but then. I just always hate it when I try. Why? Because it's exhausting. In what sense? I the actual work or more so trying to please this fictional person in your head that is the viewer before they even see it? I think I'm just always disappointed for the most part. by Why? By the process and everything. But why? Um, Let's talk it out. No rush. <laughs> I think I put so much the thing on YouTube is like it's people really uh put a lot of content out and that's like a way to succeed on YouTube. The thing is I we tend to put a lot of work into our videos but n- it doesn't necessarily show. And so 
I'll just put a video out and a lot of times I'm not happy with it and I just see all the, the negativity and then the video doesn't do as well as I hoped and I'm just like, oh, fuck all yeah, But this. none of that has to do with the art and it's the same thing I was going through. Like, I, I there was a time where I was looking at like Travis Scott and like a J. Cole, like how many likes do they have on a post <clears> and this and that and all this other shit and it's like, why am I looking at these other people that I fuck with and respect and I'm comparing myself to them, you know, and when you're thinking about like numbers, like, oh, okay, this song's out. Oh, but it only has 20 million plays in a week or, oh man, like what the, what, what? 20 million plays or this, it, none of that shit. It, it's all bullshit, dude. Like you have been conditioned and trained into believing that that's what matters. And the funny thing is there's a, par a part of, in time in your careers and mine where it did matter. You needed to, to like put the asses in the seats, sell the tickets, mm. do the numbers in order to be successful. But you guys are already successful. You went from the young, up and coming, funny, little secret, just like I did, to this gigantic company, a walking fucking brand. And because of that, there's all this pressure that you still have to be as good as the fucking kid who plays Minecraft and gets like 50 million views in one thing. Like, nah, like you're in a completely separate thing. And at the end of the day, you should only be doing it for the love. And that's why now when I, if, if, if there's a, uh, I do Twitch or if I post something on Instagram or this or that, bro, you don't even want to know the level of separation, the six degrees of separation Tell me. that I've created, I bro. I do want to know. Yeah, I want to know about it. <laughs> so, so if you want to post on Instagram, what happens? <laughs> if I want to post on Instagram, there is an email thread with seven people on it. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Everyone has a job and they double check spelling, the caption. Do you want it on the main Instagram? Do you want it on your story? Do you also want it on Twitter? Should we post this on Facebook? Da, 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 whatever the case may be. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, right? I'm like, just post the shit. Like, I don't care. And then I'm like, don't tell, don't, I don't want to see comments. Don't talk to me about comments. Don't this, don't that. None of that shit. I just want to know that I'm at least giving my fans something because I appreciate them and I love them. So I don't know. Here's me eating spaghetti or something. It's just like, <laughs> like, enjoy this. Now there's that. But fucking Twitch, I don't, I barely... Sometimes I look in, in the chat because it is positive. It's really not that yeah, negative. Yeah, when you're on sub only, it's pretty good. Yeah, but it's also on uh, like the slow where you can't mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. type. But even that, it's like. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do is I, my buddy Justin, he's right next to me right now. And he'll go through my Twitter and he'll go through the, the sub chat and screenshot and send those shots to my phone where mm -hmm. I don't have uh, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, anything. Nothing is there. And he'll personally send me those. And then I have to go through and select which ones that I want to see. So this also is like, I don't have to hear things like, oh, you're a fan, blah, blah, blah. And all these like mean spirited things that people yeah. will, can say, especially on Twitter. And f the reason I love this is because it kind of encapsulates um, positivity in the sense of if I'm not seeing the negativity, it's not going to affect me. Um, and all I can do is, is be happy um when giving that content to the, to the fans so it's really crazy to think about that though because when i first started it's like i was able to literally just be on my phone and talk to people mm -hmm. and have a conversation yeah and now when you have people like i like 
towards the end of the why I got off social media is because I would talk to a fan and be like, hey, I love you so much. And then somebody would like drop the F word or this mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Just like say these really yeah. mean things. I mean, I, I used to tweet out every day. Not that I, it's not like I don't do this because of that. I just, now people know, but like peace, love, and positivity. That's literally my slogan. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And I would have so many people comment back war, hate, and negativity. What? And they say that. Yeah. <laughs> Gnarly. I just said it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Um, Has your perspective changed at all in the whole uh, love, peace, positivity? Because it used to be like, I think, like, you were touching on there was a kind of an aspect of forced positivity when you were in front of a camera or when you were talking about yourself, pretending like things were all good. Do you think that your perspective on that has changed at all? No, I'm still a big advocate. I think um, I think I just wanted to be a driving force to do everything that I could to put that out there, even on my own dark days. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. I, it never felt fake or uh, like it wasn't from the heart. It always was. And I think that's why when I was down, you know, in the gutter or going through what I was going through personally, I pushed it even more because... I knew that if I needed to hear that, someone else out there needed to hear it. So I would I would really push that. Not that I don't anymore. I totally do. It's like my thing. But I kind of like, it's like biracial. Like we get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like everyone knows who I am. Like mm-hmm. they know my thing. So it's not that deep. Like, um, but yeah, that, that was, that was hard, dude. Like the hardest my life has ever been was when I was rich and famous. And this is a, from a kid who was broke on HOC, welfare, food stamps, parents on drugs, you know, I've been kidnapped, uh, physically beaten. Um, yeah, just the gnarliest, gnarly, I said it again. The gnarliest shit has happened to me in my life and it does not compare to what I went through as a, as a famous, wealthy person, which is so stupid. Um, but it, it's crazy, actually. I think it was more isolated. I was able to deal with it. I never questioned my race or who I was. Everybody knew who I was. You know what I mean? They, it's, it's like you said with your tick. Like, oh, yeah, I have Tourette's. Everyone's like, cool. They're, you know, they're like, oh, what's up, white boy? And I'm like, oh, no, this is my dad. And they're like, oh, you a brother. Okay, cool. That's it. Like, that was, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a thing, you know? Hmm. Um, which, is, which is pretty crazy. I'm writing my autobiography right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fucking insane, dude. Like the things <laughs> that'd that be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- what'd you say? I said that that would be an interesting read for sure. Oh man, yeah. I'll send you guys. I'll send it to you um, early. But it's like I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it. I'm still in my childhood, and we've been working on it for like six months. Hmm. <laughs> so, and yeah, I know it's it's insane. And I and you want to talk about a uh, Im- Im- imposter syndrome, like. I read this and I'm like, there's no way I was cooking crack as a teenager on a stove. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I'm like, there's no way I was holding guns and pounds of marijuana at 11 years old in Tacoma Park in Southeast DC in the fucking hood running from the police. No way. And then I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never, uh, I don't, you know, my life is not fallacy. You know, it's just, I've always been honest and, and that's what's, that's actually really weird thinking about that shit. Like, I can't believe it. I literally can't believe it. And you look at me, you know, and I got my glasses and peace, love, and all <laughs> well, this yeah, other you shit. Well, yeah, don't, you don't strike me as a crack dealer. But I do think that... <laughs> well, I never dealt the crack. That was my you brother's. You cooked the crack. Okay. crack. But I did cook You're crack. the chef. 
I'm the I'm the Raekwon, baby. <laughs> so I do think it's interesting though because you you strike you strike me as a very wholesome kind of guy, and I think it's an interesting statement on just being the victim of circumstance and doing shit to survive. But like, you know, I think te- people tend to look at people like that as just bad people. But it, but I think when you separate someone from the circumstance of their birth and this need to fight to survive, you can really see people like I see you as so much different than how I would have seen you as a person back then. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Drake just came out with this song. Um, forget what the fuck it's called. I think Lil Dirk's on it. And Laugh now, cry later. Yeah. And Ian. God damn, turn your mic down. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like the voice of God. Uh, but yeah, Drake has some line on it uh, about never being embraced. Mm. I was like, damn, like if he feels still like he's not embraced by hip hop and he's like. That's true. Drake gets yeah, a lot arguably, of shit. I mean, it's true. He does. He, he does. And, and the funny thing is, is when I look at my life, you know, surrounded by drugs, uh, parents addicted to drugs, uh, you know, seeing gang violence and prostitution and, you know, police all the time, eviction letters, being homeless. It's like I am the poster child for the underdog that made it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yet I think based on how I carry myself, how I speak, the things I'm interested in, like manga and fucking sci-fi and all this other shit, that's a, a big part of why I wasn't accepted, but like who is accepted? Like the motherfucker on the block shooting a tech nine talking about, I'm going to fucking kill the baby in this bitch stomach and a drive by and blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, what is that? What is that? You know, like it's not about, I I think that negativity. And that's when I realized stepping away from hip hop that I had always been accepted by hip hop for sure. I mean, I have songs with Wu-Tang Clan and I'm texting Erica Badu and I'm talking to the RZA and about this and that. And me and DJ Premier are fucking mm. hanging out and joking, out, and clowning each other. And you know what I mean? Big Daddy Kane. I mean, I could go on and on with these legends that I've met that just show me so much respect. And I'm like, these are the people I love and appreciate. And they've always embraced me. I think it's this like concept of uh, you know, like I remember the Source magazine gave Eminem like one mic or something out of five mics. That was mm. like the thing back then. And it was like, he was pissed off and rightfully so. His albums were really amazing, especially back then in that time. Um, but that acceptance in a culture, when you look at a lot of the people who are accepted, it's almost like how long do they even really last, right? That's what's funny yeah. in that in that circle. Mm. Um, but I love hip hop and I've always loved hip hop. And it's just was a weird thing to kind of hear Drake say that. And I'm like, no one is immune to it. You know, yeah. I've had some, I've had some thug rapping gangsta motherfuckers call my phone and be like, bro, I don't live this life at all. Like, sure. I, w- there was a time when I was around it, but I, I ain't never shot nobody. I've never, but I feel like I need to perpetuate this mm. lifestyle on the record so that I can sell records. And that if I don't, then I'm just going to be a nobody. But I also feel like the fact that I'm wrapping these things are bringing that negative energy towards me and all this shit. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad I'm rapping about like cowboy bebop and shit right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like it, it's, it's a crazy place, man. A lot of it is, is fake you know, and it's just like a fake extra background. And a lot of it is real. Um, you know, J. Cole's, J. Cole is like, 
that's like my brother, man. That dude is so honest and so real with what he talks about. And he's never really put on a front. I mean, mm-hmm. besides like his mixtapes where he's kind of like, I mean, we all do it where he's like, yeah, I got this bitch and she bad and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> but that's, that's the big L. Like, I don't know if you guys ever listen to big L or even reasonable doubt era Jay-Z. Like there's something about braggadocia in hip hop that is just like, systemic like i yeah, do it yeah, yeah, everyone does it sure. it's like yeah, bitches want to fuck me but i'm i'm reading <laughs> anime instead like that yeah. i'm just it's something it's really weird anyway why is it that you tangent. think what is it about this that people need to front like they're killing people and selling drugs and all this shit you know what i mean um well here's the thing right if you take somebody like two chains or um, different people who've actually done this, at the end of the day, they're they're still rapping about their lives. So um, it, it, it is bittersweet because I don't fuck with like negativity or um, promoting fucking gang violence or any of that other shit, but it also is a way of life, you know? So if that's all you know is Compton and the street or whatever the case may be, and a family that embraced you, regardless of literally what the color of their flag might be, uh, more than your own fucking parents, you know, that either weren't there for you or you were a crack baby and nobody ever gave a fuck about you. And then you're 11 and you join a gang of people who really actually do become your family. Now, even though they might be involved in some illicit shit or whatever, it's like, this is low key what like white America doesn't understand. Like they don't understand that this is what you were born into and it's all you know and you never even really have an opportunity. There are a lot of people in the hood who are super woke, educated, Mm -hmm. doing great things. Not everyone's a fucking criminal. That's like bullshit racist view. Um, But when I do hear some of these rappers rap about that, particularly the young kids, they're really doing that. If you listen to Mob Deep, you know, Prodigy, I'm only 19, but my mind is older. Like this dude was 19 years old in Queens, selling drugs. Like, you know, Nas was doing the same thing. And, but Nas was also studying the dictionary and the thesaurus and, and, and doing what he could to tell the story of, of his hood, um, in a beautifully articulate way. Um, and then through that, he rose above it and kind of got out of that. Mind you, he still visits and takes care of his people and his brother and all that other shit. So I think like any young person that I hear kind of perpetuating the gang violence, there's a part of me that's like a little saddened, but at the same time, it's like, talk your shit, black man. Like that, that is what, you know, don't try to, don't try to act like that's not the fucking life you were born into. Like you were born into that. And now you're blessed enough to be here. I mean, why do you think rappers buy chains dog? Because it's a, it's a, it shows that you made it right. Mm -hmm. And even though it's kind of might seem like ignorant to an outside source or whatever. It's like, that's all they ever had. And that's all they ever knew. And the people that they looked up to wore those chains and did those things. And then I think it takes a very strong, uh, man to make it out of that while truly educating himself and understanding. So like me personally, I didn't buy a bunch of chains. I didn't buy a bunch of shit. I didn't buy Rolex until I was 28 years old and going to the Grammys. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and I wanted one my whole life and had been able to afford it for six years up until that point. And for me, I think allowing, there's just a lot, it's, man, it's very difficult when, when, when trying to discuss this because 
putting down a rapper for rapping about his life is kind of bullshit, you know? Especially when they're so young. But I think if you're 30-something years old talking about, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker, I'm gonna put a bullet in you, it's kind of like, damn, man, you've been you've been in the rap game for like five years. <laughs> and then that's when I get those calls by mm-hmm. certain people like mm-hmm. that who are like, yo, I don't live this life anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, And then so you find that they themselves are torn. I have I'm a song on my last album. Oh, what were you gonna say? Nothing. It's like it just seems they're kind of stuck in a rut, like music, almost artistically, where they have this style, and then they're kind of stuck in it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this song called Cocaine on my last album that I did before this one, and it goes, uh, the hook is cocaine, 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 Molly. Percocet, my rep move up like a dolly if I talk about this shit more often, probably. So what I was doing is it was kind of like a social experiment. And I was doing these things called Freestyle Fridays, where every Friday on Instagram, I would release like a 60-second snippet. And um, so that's what I did. Cocaine, 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 Molly. Percocet, my rep move up, right? And then it goes into the verse. And the verse is, uh, fuck, how does it go? Do you know how it goes, Justin? I forget. Oh, I ain't never fucking with no sneak this. Basket off my dick, boy, you better not repeat this. Cocaine, what I flip, jump in the whip, cannot compete with. A real OG like me, you know I get that dough like deep dish. Got the party jumping in Atlanta like I'm Freak Nick. Got the party jumping in Atlanta like I'm Donald Glover. I don't want no good girl. I only want a freak bitch. I fuck her without a rubber. Like, I'm saying all this, like, really fucked up shit, right? Now, the cool thing is... is it's wrapped from two perspectives. It's wrapped from the perspective of a cocaine drug dealer, and it's also wrapped from the perspective of cocaine itself, as if cocaine is telling the story. I only fuck a bitch raw, like, you know what I mean? Because it's like raw, like your nose and all this other stuff. So I put that out. And for the most part, people were like, this is amazing. Like, this is crazy. Like, and then you, you had some people who were like, Logic, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this isn't you, this isn't whatever, <laughs> right? And then on the album, the second verse came out, and the second verse is the perspective of that rapper who's rapping as this drug dealing guy, basically saying, um, "What the fuck are the lyrics? I forget the goddamn <laughs> lyrics." No, it's like really important. I'm gonna look it up for you because, sorry, I got so much shit in my head. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't play. Um, Logic lyrics. One second, because it's very. Okay, here we go. I got him. Damn, that's so weird. I can just Google myself. Just looked myself. up your own shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, uh, I don't... So so I'm going to read this to you. I ain't never fucking with no sneak disc. Best get off my dick. Boy, you better not repeat this. Cocaine, what I flip, jump in a whip, cannot compete with. A real OG like me. You know I get that dough like deep dish. Got the party jumping in Atlanta like I'm Freak Nick. Got the party jumping in Atlanta like I'm Donald Glover. I don't want no good girl. I'm thinking I need a freak bitch. I don't want no good girl because your boy, he ain't no lover. Fucker with no rubber, then I bounce back. Smoking on some shit so good, I can't even pronounce that. Shorty, drop it low and make it bounce back. Smoking on some shit so good, I can't even pronounce. Now it's cocaine, 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 Molly. Second verse. I don't really want to glorify it, but the streets glorify it. So I got to glorify it before the people throw a riot. If I don't talk about it on my album, then they won't buy it. Man, fuck that. Listen up. Quiet. They want to see a black man fall down. They want to see a black man lose. They want to see a black man fall down. They want to see, uh, they want more blacks to sing the blues. And then I repeat this. Um, 
Bank don't want to give me a loan for my house. That's why I sell bricks of cocaine by the gas station. Never had a foundation. White man stripped it from my people on the plantation. Hope somebody praying for all these salvations. Even though this is the dialogue inside of my brain, I'm filled with pain, but I just can't seem to refrain from cocaine, 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 Molly. Now, here's what's really funny about the internet is that... I've seen a lot of people say that I ruined the song with the second verse, that when the album came out and they heard the second, the, the second verse, oh, he ruined the whole song. So it's funny to think that me, what I was doing more as a social experiment, which is really what Confessions of a Dangerous, it's what that whole album is. Yeah. It was like an experiment to see what would happen if I just made the most ignorant shit and had fun with it. But anyway, it's funny that that first verse is bitches and pussy and drugs and all this shit. And then the second verse is what that person rapping, right? This fictional rap character that actually exists in the world is saying, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about this. You know, they want, they want to fucking tear the black man down. They want to paint us as this and this and da, 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 da. And that by me saying that, Real stories, whether it's my brothers, other rappers I've come into contact with who have told me these things and how they felt and, and me witnessing it tear them apart, ruined the song. Yeah, that's odd. Exactly. I think the message of not, you know, uh, one, judging a book by its color, but also of a strong man in general, but a strong black man wanting to stop that yeah. uh, negativity and turn his own life around ruin the song i thought that was funny personally some people must have liked it though i hope yeah i mean I, I, those are the yeah. same people in the arena that were screaming every lyric you know what i mean <laughs> because because so. that that's more real right i yeah. feel like that's probably probably more relatable to to who that person might might be in real life because you can't i mean i've had a conversation with that person who was like good job this is exactly yeah. how i felt yeah <laughs> you know what i mean what would you say as someone who came out of kind of that poverty and despair out of the hood and has totally kind of, I don't want to say escaped it. How would you describe it? I mean, you, you made it. You made it out, right? Uh -huh. Like from the outside looking in now, kind of like what can we do to like help that situation to make it better? Because it seems it definitely is like a tale of two worlds here. It feels like... Uh, in a lot of cities or even in the country itself where there's like white America, as you described it, just doesn't understand and can't really understand what is it like to grow up in a hood. And I think that's where a lot of prejudice and racial uh, racism stems from is because you can't, you can't understand what it's like to grow up there. And then, and then you, you judge these people based on the, based on your upbringing, right? Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think it's systemic racism and it's um, it's just how it is. It's like these are people who aren't necessarily as educated as they could possibly be because of their school districts and systems and the lack of funds. And I mean, shit, I was, yeah, my school system utterly failed me. Like nobody told me I could be whatever I wanted to be or do whatever I wanted because they tell you that as a child. They say, shoot for the dreams, be, you know, shoot for your dreams, be whatever you want, do this, the stars, all this other shit. And then you do it and they call it, they say it's unrealistic. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, it, it's really sad when you see such incredibly smart young people, um, you know, that are not given the same opportunities that, yeah, like some rich white kid growing up in a good, 
you know, county or suburb or whatever um, is receiving. At the same time, it's not that kid's fault. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that he has a good education and you know his parents or whatever. It's really about the country, not to get all crazy political and all this shit. But it's like it's about how things have been set up mm-hmm. and how certain people of color are just not given the upper hand at fucking all. And it's a really sad thing to see, but that's why it's always, it's also really beautiful when you see these amazing people make it out. And I don't mean rappers and I don't mean actors. I mean, doctors and lawyers and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people who are the real heroes who make a difference and make a change and, and make it in their community, dude, that shit is like so beautiful and I think it's amazing, but I can't even really talk too much about this because it's like I don't know how the fuck to fix it, bro. Mm. Talk to Killer Mike. Y'all should. Yo, have you guys ever <laughs> right. interviewed Killer Mike? No, but I'm. No, I'm we well would love aware. to. Yeah, I'll text. I'll text him for you. I'd see love if he to. That'd be an awesome conversation. Yeah, he's the fucking man, dog. He's so <laughs> mm-hmm. cool. I think I feel like a lot of people don't understand systemic racism. Like, for me, there's one easy way. It's not even maybe this doesn't prove racism as much as like classism. When you say. Uh, local property tax funds schools. So when you're in a poor neighborhood where the medium house value is $80,000, you're going to get so much less money Mm -hmm. than in a nice neighborhood where the medium house is a million dollars. I mean, there Mm -hmm. you go. Just alone, you're going to get 10 times more money. So... That that that's fucked up. Like when you when you just think like poor neighborhoods should these kids should be entitled to receive just as good of an education as rich people. Otherwise, you're just going to perpetuate the issue of 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 class. Yeah, class is a big big part of it, right? It isn't necessarily just just race. It's not the black and the mm-hmm. white card. It's class. But let's just come on, dog. Like look well, at sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, when you. And another thing is like when when you're coming off the back of 150 years of slavery of not having nothing, it take and then and then another hundred years of state sponsored racism in the form of like Jim Crow. It's like, dude, it, you don't just you don't just accumulate accumulate wealth and uh, equality. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent That's like, why that's why I have that speech at the end of my album from Orson Welles from love 1946, that. which yeah, still love it. so relevant today. Yeah, man. Like, um, I agree, and I think it, you know it's good to talk about, but it's another thing to really like. I think it's cool that you know you've educated yourself. I saw that one video that you did about how you were quite ignorant to what was going on. Um, and you were, you were, you were telling the story of how you had gotten pulled over and oh, shit yeah. and all that. Yeah, you were freaking yeah. out. And that's, that's real. I think a lot of people, uh, white people are, are actually just very ignorant to what is going on and they don't mm. understand it. They literally don't get it because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think more and more now, uh, with yeah. people speaking out, um, it's, it's great. And I've even, you know, I've seen it in a weird way. I remember when, uh, <laughs> I remember when uh, the Black Lives Matter really like exploded the movement and I, it was a very beautiful thing. I then had people being like, why aren't you hashtagging Black Lives Matter? And like even having like little white kids like be like, oh, what are you not black enough? You're not hmm. doing this. And I felt it was like really crazy. And I called Killer Mike because I was like, bro, 
I'm actually making an album about all this that's going on in the world right now. This is for the album, everybody. And I was like, I'm, I'm really talking about this, but I don't want to feel like I have to hashtag some shit. I mm. want to make an album so that it's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and I just say this to say that it's like, I see, I have seen on the internet where it kind of is also like a fad where yeah. it's like mm-hmm. the cool thing to do. I'm just mm-hmm. being real. Like it's the mm-hmm. cool thing to like hashtag this if you're like this white suburban kid who has no fucking idea what's going on, mm-hmm. but then they're not actually doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And and I have that where I've said, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, on Hit My Line, people on Twitter bitching, uh, evil politicians, people on Twitter bitching, hashtag it, but in real mm-hmm. life, they never pitching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that. that's one thing that's like, okay, it's cool, all right? You know, these like young kids that, are aware mm. because they watch a video and that's amazing. But like, what the fuck are you really like doing though? And yeah. it's, I don't mean you gotta, you know, you don't have to go out and march on Washington and shit, but like to actually in your own life, like change mm. the, the, your, your perception of how you view people of color and, and you deal with that. I think it's, I think it's really important, but I think it is happening too. Hopefully I don't sound like an idiot. I'm just kind of, no, you don't No, you no don't. your point is really valid. I think, I think it's, it's probably good at least that it's even fashionable but I yeah, think I you're agree. right that a lot of people, you know, it's fun. Howard Stern, I know it's it's to reference another show, but he always has a really good anecdote about he grew up in New York and amongst super liberal people that were always all pro-black rights and equality and stuff. But he said they were the first people when a black family would move into the neighborhood that they were the first people to bounce in the middle of the night because the black family brought the property value down. Mm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was always an interesting insight that he was like, yeah, you can you could say you're liberal and say all all this bullshit, but when it comes down to it, they're the first people out of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. T- times of time times are changing and there's been yeah, there's it's funny cuz yes, has there been progress? A hundred fucking percent, but yeah. it's like progress, dog. Like how are we even a wor- in a world where like racism? I can't believe it. It's but there's a part of me that just believes Change 100% can happen. Major, major change is happening, has happened, will continue to happen. But it's going to be a fight forever. Like yeah. where you have light, you have darkness. You know, where you have good, you have evil. And um, and it's it's going to be a long fight, man. But I'm here to I'm here to fight and and help however I can. And I know you guys are too. And that's or we wouldn't be talking about this right now. And mm. that's very important. Mm. But do you, yeah, do you have any reoccurring dreams? Yeah, actually, recently I had a dream. Uh, <laughs> I had a dream about Call of Duty. I was because I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, and then I had this weird dream about Jake Paul. Oh, really? No <laughs> yeah, and I had it like twice, and I forget what was happening. He was in jail. And uh, <laughs> something about like playing chess or something. It was really weird. The reason why that happened is because I'd never watched a Jake Paul YouTube video in my life. Hmm. And I was like, oh, man, maybe it'd be kind of funny because I think it wasn't something happened. He just got raided or something, yes, right? By that, I, yeah. I was watching your podcast. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit, Jake Paul got raided. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah. So then I like saw that and I just kind of like looked into it. And then I was like, let me like. I've never seen this dude's videos ever. So let me go look at them. And they're just hilarious. It's like softcore porn. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's but crazy. I mean, also, I'm not like a hater, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like, I'm just, it just was like kind of funny. And then I saw this music video he did. Um, and he he actually can rap. 
That's what's <laughs> actually it's funny. He can rap. Um but it's like hilarious, you know. I'm not trying to shit on Jake Paul. I don't know this guy. Yeah, I mean, have but you I'm seen just that? Saying, like, it's every day, bro. Was his breakout uh, debut? Some of the greatest what? rapping in the world. It's every day, bro. Oh, that was that's what it is. No, I don't know. I just saw this recent one with like a bunch of fast cars and yeah, yeah. It was called Half Naked uh, Girls, straight out of London, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> something. And then I don't know. It, anyway, I just thought it was funny. But I just because I wanted to do my my research for once on this yeah. guy because I uh-huh. heard about him. So I was just watching all this, and it's yeah, it's just got like all these girls and everything's like clickbait. But the weird thing though is like that dude does put a lot of at least I think so, effort into his videos because you can see, it's like watching a reality television show. Like it really mm-hmm. feels like yeah, I, obviously scripted and all this. Like he puts a lot of effort mm-hmm. into it. So I was like sitting there watching it and then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking done. And then I go to sleep and I'm like, no. You dreamt that you were there. Yeah. It was, it was, it was cool. It was, it was like entertaining, but. <laughs> yeah, those guys hustle. I mean, those 14, guys work hard. Uh, there's no doubt. You could say yeah, what you want about them, but they do work hard for sure. Are you are you bummed out that you can't uh, tour your new album? Are you kind of really? Uh, no, I was. I took off. That's the funny thing about this uh, is I took off this whole year. I wasn't gonna. You were gonna so do it anyway. Home. Yeah, with mm. uh, with my son and my my wife. So I wasn't gonna do it anyway. And then even when I do tour again, though, it's gonna be very different. I'm not gonna do this big. Eventually, excuse me, down the road I will, but. The next tour I do is going to be smaller venues, and by small I mean like I don't know three to five thousand people instead of fucking twenty two thousand people, and it's going to be me, a DJ, and a fucking microphone and like some cheap background. I want to just <laughs> rap. I just want to just go out on stage and spit poems and interact. I, it's, I'm literally going to let people know like if you want to come see me on tour, it's not like hey babe, you want to go to Logic concert and pop Molly and look at all the lights. Like that's not happening. Like you're going to come out there and appreciate the music. And that's just what I'm on, man. I've just changed my whole, my whole vibe. Like I, I made my money. I had fun. You're a dad um, now. Yeah, I, I really am. Yeah, like, what change. am I? I love Dad Bod, by the way. That song yeah. fucking rips, dude. Thanks. That was a fun one. That was one of the last songs. That and then Dark Place were the last. Yeah, oh, I love both of these. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. How, yeah, how, dope. how, um, how true is Dark Place? Because. The, some of the lines there are pretty dark. are pretty dark, <laughs> pretty for, dark. for lack yeah. of a better word. I, I, is it reflective of, is it maybe an older version of yourself, or do you still find yourself in, in the proverbial dark place? I think that was the, it was like the, it was like Frieza's form before his final form, before like gold Frieza. <laughs> that was like me uh, at the cusp of like creating this album and then kind of in the beginning of the album where mm. I was. And then by the end of the album, I wasn't there. Mm. And I think that's why I could write that song. Mm. And that was originally going to be on that free mixtape I was working on. It mm. wasn't even on that beat. It was on like somebody else's beat. Mm. And uh, and then I ended up making, and my friends were like, dude, you have to put this on the album. Mm. And I was like, no, it's too like, it's too vulnerable. It's too, like for yeah, the masses, it's really like it's too, yeah, I was like, it's. I, I feel like I'm whining. I feel like I I'm sound like a rich I'm glad you put it on. Whiner. And me too. I really, I'm, I'm glad I put it on. So it, yeah, it was literally the last record that we, that we had made. And, um, I didn't, it wasn't like I was clearing, I literally was turning in the album and then everyone was like, dude, it's just so good. You got to put it on my boy, Shwai, my engineer, everybody was like, do it. So I did that. And yeah, those lyrics are very, 
they were very true at a time, but not, not, not now. Um, and, but once again, I'm not impervious to, um, you know, human emotion and all the shit that I talk about in that song. Mm. Sure. We all, I'm going to always feel that way about certain things in my life. Um, but when it comes to rap and acceptance and all this race shit and all this, I've really let it go Mm. as much as you can, as much, you know, if I hear tomorrow that somebody's talking shit about me that I've never met or shook their hand, I might be like, wow, that sucks. But I'm also (laughs) not going to let it like keep me up like it used to, you know? Um, did you know going into this album that it would be your last, like kind of your retirement or was there a specific moment when you're like, uh, fuck it, I'm done with this shit. Or was it kind of just a vibe that you were, I've wanted, I've wanted to quit for like five years. There's been a part of Mm -hmm. me that wanted to quit. There's a Mm -hmm. difference between, I think, quitting and me then retiring. I wanted to quit from lack of feeling accepted or this or all the bullshit and the drama and the you know, exhaustion and the touring and the money and the decimals and, you know, doing shit because other people are in your pocket and that and, and all the shit. Like, that made me just want to be like, fuck you. Like, fuck this. Um, I've wanted to make this album for a while. So it's, it's, it's actually a loaded answer. It's really amazing, though, because that you asked that question. So I've wanted to make this album for years. There's another album that I had been hinting and alluding to called Ultra 85, which is like, if, if you have Under Pressure, which is my debut, and then you have The Incredible True Story, the album about space, I was always in my head like, okay, I'm going to do No Pressure, and then I'm going to do Ultra 85, which is the is basically the mirror of those later, 10 years later or whatever. And while I was in the beginning of making this, probably like four months in, um, I realized that the only reason I wanted to do Ultra ultra 85 is because oh look at the dog alfredo alfredo Alfredo. is because um i wanted i guess to please my fans because i had kind of uh teased this ultra 85 album and it's going to be my last album and all this shit and while i was making this album i was like this is it this feels good to me Mm. this is this feels like what ultra 85 would have been so i'm just going to name it no pressure and this is going to be it. Like I, yeah, I just don't, I have no, there's nothing inside of me that wants to subject myself to the form of rap entertainment anymore. You've got to be at least a little relieved that, that people like it. Oh, bro. It's got to feel fucking amazing. It does. It's, it's, yeah. It's got to feel fucking good. it, It feels great because for so long, but here, here's the, why it's so cool. After going through what I did with my last album where it was like overly hated and yet so uh, well-received uh, as far as like mainstream and numbers and all that, right? If I hadn't gone through that feeling of like everyone hating me. <laughs> the reception was brutal, man. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah, then I wouldn't have been able to love myself because I was looking for love and acceptance in others to fulfill the void that was there. Mm. Mm-hmm. And when that album wasn't received how I hoped it would have been received, mind you, for me, I was just like, I'm just making fucking like troll turn up music, like low key, you know what I mean? Yeah. But after it was received that way, yeah, I spent a year and a half, almost two years looking inside what really matters to to me. Um, and not about the, even the kind of music 
because it just further proves that I could always make this music and that I have already made this music. I did four mixtapes, two albums, three albums, whatever, all this shit before getting to this point where like Logic wasn't cool anymore or whatever the fuck because he's not making the music for the people anymore. And so I didn't make this album. It's not a spite album. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I was like, oh, I feel like doing this now. I, I feel like actually just... I mean, there's only five hooks on the whole album. There's 15 tracks. There's It's just an open journal. It's just bars on bars on bars on bars. It isn't the structure like hook, verse, eight-bar bridge, this, which I've done and it's been successful. I was like, this is literally just poetry. And it's funny that I do I did it and then everyone's like he's back like this is it this is amazing but it's like I didn't go anywhere mm. all those lyrics all those raps all those things were a part of me but I was just doing other things I was trying to do other things so I I wasn't in a box but did it feel good yes and the reason I say all this is I wasn't on the internet at all I didn't know what the fuck anybody was saying about me I didn't know how it was being received right at all and then, you know, my manager, people are like, yo, it's kind of going, it's kind of <laughs> going. And we did, you know, 200, almost 225 or whatever the fuck, thousand units in the first week, which is also amazing, but that's not why I did it, you know, mm -hmm. but it just, it, it feels really good to know that I, I did something from my heart. And then it was mm -hmm. also so, you know, uh, well received by the people. But the funny thing is, is I've got songs over here, or I could have done another album that I just have sitting on here of like pop-esque Post Malone type shit. I'm just being real, right? Not, not, I mean, you know, he gets his own hate and his love too, but I could have done some shit like that, which would have gotten way more numbers and mm. made me way more money. I'm not I'm barely making any money on this album. Yeah, because, not touring. I mean, that's pretty much No, all not even money, that. Right? The actual album, bro, has like 30 plus samples. <laughs> right. On it. So oh, you have oh people, it's like, oh, you use this part for three seconds? Okay, that's 45%. Uh, oh, <laughs> right, on that right. same song, you use this for, uh, wow. you know, 4.8 seconds? That's 20%. That's and crazy. then I have to split between other, it's like a whole thing, but I didn't give a fuck. My team was like, yo, you know you're not going to make any money. Like, <laughs> I had my lawyers like can't we just change it or do it uh, originally and i'm like you have no idea this is the about the mm. art i don't give a fuck about yeah. the money they make it so hard yeah. to actually care about the art though it's the same on youtube in a way yeah where it's they make it tough man but i'm glad you did it that way mm. thanks yeah but yes so long story short it feels incredible to like yeah. kind of go out like this because yeah. it's it's what I could, it, honestly, there was this, it's so funny though. This reception <laughs> is the reception I always wanted in hip hop. Mm. Like, and it's funny that it's like when I'm leaving Yeah. and I think though, and I didn't plan it this way. If I did, I would have sold it. I'm retired. This is the last <laughs> album. Yeah. I'd have fucking gone off and tried yeah. to sell it. That's why I kind of wanted to underplay it. Like, yeah, I'm leaving and here's my reasons. Take it or leave it. Fuck off. It doesn't, I know the truth. And in five years when you're like, he's coming back, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to come back. Um, fuck, what was I saying? I just forgot. What was I going to say before then? It's oh, just it's that it's so that funny. You're getting the reaction you always wanted. It feels oh. like, um, you know, for the last few years in hip hop, it's like, oh, memes and let's make fun of logic. And it's like the mm -hmm. thing to make fun of me because I was so popular and known. And then when I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm leaving. Then people are like, oh, shit. Like, not only can we not make fun of this guy anymore, but in a way it's like, he's just been a source of entertainment. It's a low hanging fruit. It's easy to mm -hmm. make a biracial joke, which is fucking so outplayed or a this or a that or whatever the case may be. 
damn, this dude's really going. And like, he's how I found hip hop or I discovered him when I was 12 years old and now I'm fucking 22. Oh my God, this is crazy. It's almost like it's a posthumous album without the death in a way. It's Mm. it's weird Mm -hmm. because people can sense the severity that I am leaving and that I'm being true about it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think they went into the album because most people, regardless of any form of media, are going, what can I shit on? What can mm-hmm. I shit on? As soon as, like, rather than, like, just trying to enjoy something. Mm-hmm. And I think people really went into it like, okay, I want to enjoy this album from Logic. I haven't really necessarily maybe liked the last few things he did. And I haven't fucked with it personally or this or that. Mind you, this loud minority, this, this group or whatever. But I really want this to be good. And then they sit down and they listen and then they're listening for the positive and the good in it. And it just so happens I killed the fucking album. So they enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is it. You're saying right now, there's no, in five years, Logic come back with a new album. You're not, you don't, you sure you just don't need a break maybe for a little bit? Are you going to, is there any chance of you returning? Um, okay. So this is the thing. Like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm retired. I just want to be a dad, shoot guns, act in fucking movies and maybe like work on soundtracks or something, or maybe go fucking make my own gorillas. You know what I mean? Like as far as like logic, make your own gorillas. Yeah. Like, you know, the gorillas, the group, the band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damon Armour. Oh, I got um, that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's dope. It's the guy from blur. Do you know that band blur? I don't, but I understand it's the what song that goes like this. It goes, yeah. woo. You don't know that fucking song? (laughs) No, I don't. Anyway, so that guy created the gorillas. Yeah, I got it. And in a way, it's like if I could just focus more on production Mm -hmm. and like just bring other singers or other rappers in or, you know, fun stuff like that. Like I love music and I'll always make music and I want to find ways to be able to release music. But as far as logic, rapping about yo, I made it in a struggle in my life mm-hmm. and all this shit and logic, logic is done. Doug. Like, you feel like I'm you, just, you've taken it all the way that you can, that, that whole yeah, persona. Yeah, the only thing that could be fun to do, I think about this, I've talked to Madlib. Do you guys know who Madlib is? Madlib is like a legendary producer. He's like um, a living Jay Dilla, if you mm-hmm. will. I'm sure you might've heard of Jay Dilla, legendary producer. And... Um, you know, we we we've actually talked about doing an album together, which could be fun. Like when I think about that, that's different. But the only reason why I would even think about that is because when Madlib does an album with anybody, they become a, a group. Mm. So I wouldn't it wouldn't be me. It mm-hmm. would be me a part of this thing with <clears throat> yeah. someone else that's yeah. like creating something super fun. The idea of that one off kind of project where mm. I would actually be rapping again sounds kind of fun. Yeah. But when we're talking about like logic dropping mm. singles and albums and music videos, like that shit is, I, I don't want to do it. I have no urge to do it. And yeah, people make the, you know, the Jay-Z, well, Jay-Z came back and this and all this other shit. It's like, okay, as a human being, right? Justin Bieber, like never say never, you know what I mean? But like, I just have no I went out season nine, Seinfeld, dog. Like, yeah. why yeah. would I come back? Like, it's, yeah. there's no reason for me to want to do that. <laughs> Michael Jordan came back. You just don't know how you'll feel in five years. Yeah, but also... But I, like, I understand what you're saying is like the uh, the logic story is over. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what the logic thing has always been. Like, when people listen to logic, like, even in my turn-up songs, there's still something 
like a message or the, and I'm like over that shit. I'm like, I've spent my whole career being like, you can make it believe in yourself, mm. peace, love, and positivity. Yo, black is beautiful. All this shit. And it's that it's all true, but I'm kind of tired. I'm like, yeah, I've literally yeah, spent yeah. 10 years doing this thing. I kind of just want to have fun and be a dad now. Like yeah. it's not that deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, you certainly, like you said, season nine, <laughs> you did it, dude. <laughs> Although, how does Seinfeld end? They go to prison. Yeah, they go to prison, and they have their last conversation between Jerry and George is the very Cereal, first right? dialogue from <laughs> the first episode ever in the oh, coffee shop. Man. Was it the uh, was it cereal? The they were talking about the amount of milk. Or no, they're talking the about the, his buttons. Yeah, his buttons. Button. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. But you kind of did that too with the reference to the first album. Mm-hmm. So we got a full cycle. I think you did it good, man. I love that album. Yeah. Happy Thanks. for you. I appreciate it, dude. It's letting all that shit go. It's just like I wake up now <coughs> and I just like my 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 biggest thing now is like, damn, I'm not like working out as much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's shit like that. Like, but even that in itself, like getting all yoked. I've always felt like a very weak, 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 weak person. And not even like physically, like inside, I felt like a weak person because my physique was also the scrawny, tiny little guy. Hmm. And then I got 180 pounds of fucking muscle and I realized none of this makes me any stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? And then uh, through that, I found strength and you realize like, it's just about being healthy. And it's Mm. like, cool, man. I, as long as I'm healthy, that's all that matters. And working out is like fucking annoying sometimes. But I think you, I think you just get in a zone. You either like want to work out or you don't, but I just like, haven't been in a workout mood i still work out like minimum twice a week i try to hit three days a week and even that's that it's just like lifting that. and like yeah that's cardio. pretty good yeah. I mean, just I for maintaining cardio yeah. health. but then also hiking and shit because i'm hiking out here in montana so that's mm-hmm. that's really that's fun me and my wife will go out and i'll ride the dirt bikes around oh yeah so i'm still getting exercise it's just not like my therapist, she tells me once again, I'm I'm too hard on myself. You know, yeah, like, I'll, like you're also I'll, a new dad, and I think that kind of you're constantly tired. I feel like mm. at least at least I am. I yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, th- these are the things that honestly I'm happy to focus on. Like, mm-hmm. in, like yeah, now yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know. And then it's so funny because it's like, well, who do I need to be jacked, fucking Hugh Jackman for? Like, you know, my wife's like. Your dick works, and I think you're hot. That's all that matters. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm joking, but um, no, it's like I just want to look good for her, and she thinks I'm, I'm, I'm handsome, and that's all that matters to me. You know, and that's how I feel about her. I think she's a beautiful woman. Like, you know, she doesn't need to be crazy shredded or anything or this or that. It's just like take care of yourself, you know, and and do the best that you can. And I think that's important. So I've just been focusing on that. I'm kind of jealous of the leaving. You know, there's a whole phenomenon of people leaving L.A. now. A lot of like uh, comedians. comedians and artists and people just in general. And bouncing. Joe Rogan, obviously. Joe Rogan. The big bouncing. one. I, I get it, you know. I feel like I'm I'm forced to live here because of our our career choice. It's in your head. It's all in well, your head. Well, with the, with the fashion and with the podcast, like right now there's COVID, but... I can't imagine getting people in the studio if I lived in like Montana. Like nobody's going to come Montana. Yeah, but also look at this, dude. Like yeah, really Zoom look at this. Good. Like it, it it proves that like, especially if somebody gives a shit to, even if you shipped out and paid, like, bro, 
you could totally do it. it. You could have somebody with like a DSLR type of camera or Sony, you know what I mean? Show up, you pay for a ticket for somebody with all these guys are like, not me, don't send me out to fucking all over the place. <laughs> but you, you do that and you literally have them set it up. It's like what Ryan Seacrest does, dude. Mm-hmm. I've, I've sat down with Ryan Seacrest. He's in New York. I'm in LA. They mm-hmm. cut it a certain way to oh, make it for look- real. Yeah, like you're in the same studio. And they don't they use and the audience doesn't know that you guys aren't in the same. I mean, they probably do, yeah. But because it's not he talks a, about not it and he says that. But the, it doesn't whoa. come off that way because I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, I never even thought yeah. about that. But no, but trippy. think about that. If you have somebody there with a <laughs> camera, yeah, you know, What's a really good camera and a and an SM seven hooked up, you know, through an Apollo through a, a MacBook or something just to capture the audio, yeah. you have great quality. But I think um Corona has proved that you don't need you don't need, look at this. You're yeah, going to have you know, all my fans here watching this. You're going to have your fans. Everyone's going to be happy and excited. Well, Nobody I'll gives tell you, me. going yeah. into the COVID, we were like, oh, fuck, we got to go in our basement. We can't have guests. And and I was very skeptical about having guests on, on Zoom. But I got to say, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I actually think it's kind of nice. In a way, it feels more casual. That's true. Where it's more intense yeah. being with them in the first. So it's a different, you definitely get different energy. But I certainly don't, I certainly like it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like that forever, but it's just we give ourselves these these excuses. You know, you could say, oh, with the fashion line, I have to be here because the office and then, you know, the the people that I, I work with and art direction and da, 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 all this other shit. Or you could do what you're doing right now and you're still working on clothing and you're still getting the job done and you're still doing it. Like this just should almost prove that you can be as happy as you want to and still do that. Like, yeah, me acting, I was talking to Joe because we're shooting the show and I, I have to go back to LA. So what? I got to travel sometimes. Like mm. it, it's kind of cooler that way. Then you, mm-hmm. then you appreciate it. And then, you know, and you have like a ton of like land. Uh, what'd you say? Do you have a ton of land at your house? Uh, I'm on an acre. I didn't want to do. That's not, yeah, <laughs> that's not crazy. Yeah. I didn't want to do a, a, like a big, cause I'm in this, I'm in like a neighborhood. I didn't want to do. Mm middle of nowhere mm-hmm. yeah that's, because it's a little spooky yeah if i like broke my leg or something you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and it's like you're fucking no, hour and a half for you <laughs> helicopter flight yeah no fuck no dude. yeah like i i like living in neighborhoods i like that sense of of community yeah mm-hmm. knowing that somebody's there it's dope yeah. though it's pretty cool man it's a nice town and you know i'm just out shooting guns and riding my dirt bike all day so <laughs> that's so dope up, dude it's, it's so fun man it's like a vibe <laughs> retirement sounds good dude i don't know when i'm gonna get it but you can get it whenever you want bro Th- these are things that we put on ourselves bro because like here's the thing you can't not create both of you guys mm-hmm. you're artists like you can't not so that's the funny thing when i was telling myself originally like i want to retire i want to retire i want to retire i was also scared that that meant like no more income i'm not gonna be able to yeah. this. think about the people you guys employ and work with like mm-hmm. it's scary to be like oh well if i'm done they're done what the fuck mm-hmm. are they gonna do first of all yeah what is what they're are gonna, they gonna do you know, but it's first things first. They're going to be fine. No, I know if you guys are my like, guys, oh, can you please not sell them on this? No, no, no. no. But my guys I mean will is, never find another job. If you, if you fucking died or killed yourself, everybody would be fine. Ian, Don't let- Ian is unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, is that all these people can still work with you. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't, it, it's not the end of that. Cause that's what I thought. I was mm-hmm. like, bro, I have employees. I got a guy right next to me right now that I like. He has a daughter and I, mm. I know that I pay him every cent that he makes to support his family. 
that's just one person. That's like deep. That like gives me anxiety to think about mm-hmm. that. But I still have to selfishly go, well, I don't give a fuck. Like I have to be healthy, uh, happy. You hear that, dude? Healthy. And focus on <laughs> and focus on me. But if I'm all those things, I'm still going to be creating and honestly be cre- be creating as an even better version of myself to ensure that he gets a paycheck. There you so go. So mm-hmm. I Bye just bluff. say, if you ever want to step away, yeah, you guys are fine. You'll be able to continue to employ them and do whatever the fuck that you want to do, man. Just like if you're not happy, they're not happy, bro. I actually, I am happy. I don't want to give that impression. That's not I, what I, I mean. I'm happy getting away, stepping away from the H3 stuff. That was making me unhappy. Yeah, yeah. And the podcast, I really like working with these guys and having this whole kind of community. And, I love it. Uh, we're kind of, I just want to figure out how to get it, make it better and make it more engaging. And just like, I want to keep it going for years to the point where... I just, I'm super unhappy with the product still. And I know there's Why? so much. Hey, this is all you have to do. Like, literally, people tune in to watch YouTube. I just want YouTube. it to be better. I just want it to be better. I, but I it's don't know. great. It's great. Like, we're don't fix what isn't broken. Just yeah. like your yeah. therapist keeps telling yeah. you. No, we're totally sure. like that. We're like no. so hard on ourselves. Yeah, Both this podcast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what but a I'm podcast a shitty is. interviewer and like, no, you're not. You're asking incredible. Bro, we've talked about think, race relations, depression, anxiety, health, happiness, things that make we've literally I think pro- because talk- we're friends, it's a lot easier to talk to you. I have a lot I have a lot, really hard time talking with like people kind of cold. Hmm. And I just sometimes the interviews are just fucking. Don't trash. fuck those people. Don't book those people, man. Yeah. And I think also, that's the also, lesson. Yeah. Here's another thing. Don't get me wrong. It's like, you know, you, sure. Book a big person every once in a while because people are going to want to see that yeah. or know mm-hmm. about that. But, dude, like, I can't tell you, there's a lot of people that you guys have interviewed together, and I'm like, who the fuck is this person? I don't even know who this is. That's the point. You you right, want to, I right, want, right, right. I watch and I listen to discover new mm-hmm. people and new things. And right. it doesn't matter if they're fucking, you know, Angelina Jolie famous or, you know, they made a YouTube video that has a couple million views and it's funny. Like, yeah. that, that's so why me, we watch, bro. I'm in the conflict of like, when we have a lesser known guest, first of all, the views are, are way less or not always, but sometimes. And so that, that always just feels bad from a ego point of view. And then also because we have sponsors, then they bitch when the views are less, but, but okay, whatever. That shit doesn't matter. And then it people, does, people just, it does. Come, I mean, yeah. It, it does that because that 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 that's a part of what affects the quality, right? Because you have more fun interviewing the people that you guys want to interview, regardless of views. Because you, you th- this is one thing I love about you. Because this is how I feel when I'm in the studio. It doesn't matter if I'm making some turn up trap song or some super deep song. It's always from my heart. Mm. When the song is done mixed and mastered then i go into business mode like okay now how can i market this and get the most out of it so the fact that for the most part you guys are doing interviews with people you genuinely care about is like why we listen you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's just is what it is think about it when you have a brad pitt on your show or some wild shit like that those aren't your fans really tuning in that's like brad pitt's fans and shit like that and that's cool yeah but ultimately, that's how you grow the show, too, which is yeah, also agreed. another objective, right? So it's tough, but ultimately, ultimately, I do think I'm a shitty interviewer, and I hate no, myself. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not. I'm you're half great. kidding. You guys are both fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Stay man. each three, bitch. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, for example, Dan, like, uh, Zach used to be a super fan, and now he fucking hates me. <laughs> Not true at all. I love you. <laughs> Zach's actually my golden boy. But that's true for Ian. Ian doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> yeah, Ian was never a fan. He faked it, dude. His brother is a super fan. Unmute your mic, Dan. What'd you say? Oh, I was just saying that uh, we found out recently that Ian, Ian uh, snaked his brother's fandom to get in with us. Ian wasn't true. really the fan. It was Ian, his know, brother. Ian wrote me a bunch of cold emails looking for to become an intern, saying he was like a huge fan and shit. But th that that's not why. He just he was really persistent and he wrote really good emails. So I was like, fuck it, let's give this guy a shot. <laughs> that's cool. We love Ian, but we recently found out his brother's the super fan, and he didn't know anything about us. So he's a fucking fake ass fan. That's not true. <laughs> I liked your guys' videos. <laughs> Yo, um, before I moved, I was out driving, and I was with my wife and my security guard. And I saw this kid, these three little skaters, where and they were wearing the um, the the hat. What's the one? The teddy for or the one with the little? It's like a design like this. It's like oh. a little teddy. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like almost like a corduroy looking hat. Oh yeah, the teddy fresh. It's like two bears. The but... crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one. And oh, you guys oh. actually gave me one, and <laughs> I fucking lost it. Oh, we'll send you another one. No, we'll send you a bunch of shit. That's not why yeah. I brought it up. Well, you're sweet. No, we'll send you a bunch of shit. It'll be great. Thank you. So I see uh, my wife loves it too. So we'll share. She wears all my shit anyway. <laughs> so um, I see these kids and I'm like, yo, do a kickflip. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, logic. And I was like, fuck yeah, let me come out. And then I got out of my, I got out of the car and I did a nolly flip on this kid's board. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, it's just a dude. fun story because I stopped because of the cool hat they had. That's funny. I wish I could do a kickflip. Then people would like me. <laughs> all right well it's been off it's been great man i love having you on here yeah Thank and you. i'm just so happy i was i really love the album i'm just so happy that it, uh that you were able to get that get that just i don't know everything you got you know what i mean it's just it's i'm just so happy the way it turned out at the end for you thanks it was a bit of a hurrah moment and it's funny because of course i always cared and i would have loved it so when i say it's funny how it happens when you don't even care like i you always care but it didn't matter mm. to me anymore you know and then when it didn't matter it happened so uh, it means a lot i'm happy how long have we been fucking talking right now it's been a minute <laughs> two and a half hours or something jeez bro that's oh, like really? a fucking or christopher nolan movie Dan, how long's oh it been yeah no i think it's two and a half -ish. yes that's good wow no. Well, um, I just want to say thank you guys. Um, thank you, everyone. Dan, Zach, Ian, um, Ethan, and Ela for always going hard and, and, and really supplying fans with incredible content. And um, <laughs> yeah, man, seriously, like I, I fucking love you guys. And it really is a team, you know. And, and one thing I really respect about you both is that you let it be known that it is also a team and you mm -hmm. don't just try to like take everything for yourself. And that's really, uh, really special and, mm. and humble of you. Mm. And, um, mm. yeah, mm. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. And, and I don't know, man, it's so weird. Cause like me and my wife are such fans of you. And that's so nice. I can't yeah. believe it. Thank yeah. you guys so much. And yeah. you guys are so sweet. 
Oh, we're Shizzle. happy for you guys. We already have one N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that clip, dude. All right, dope. Um, any last-minute questions you can think of? No, nah, I think we've said it all. No. We've said it all. We've done it all. We'll have Logic. to do a play date. Bobby when... Hall, senior and junior. We Same gotta, time. We gotta meet Bobby the third. Yeah, we should come. We should come to Montana. Come to your four-story house. <laughs> you actually should come through. Like it's really dope, and yeah, we have guest fun. rooms and all that stuff. It'll be really fun. But um, all right. Remember to create from the heart. Have fun, <laughs> and I I appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Same Thank right you. back to you. God bless. Peace out. Are we doing the actual piece where I like leave, or are we doing the like, oh, it's cut? I think we okay, could. That was that cut. was a shit interview. So let's do a cut now. Ready? <laughs> See you, dude. Cut. <laughs>